Hare Krishna. So today we'll be starting a new series and that is Chaitanya Charitamrita. So we will read from the very beginning. So we will read all whatever the Chaitanya Charitamrita offers in sequence. So today will be the first lecture on that one. So today we will be reading from the preface of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Melitam Yenatasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yenabhutale Svayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadandikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathanvitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priyam Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripa sindhubhya evacha Paditanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha Nama om vishnu padaya krishna preshtaya bhutale Shrimate bhakti vedanta swaminiti namine Namaste saraswate deve gauravani pracharine nirvishesha sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare <coughs> So welcome to this new series and therefore we have a new color in the background so this uh, series is going to be Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita and we will be starting with the preface today and we will be going verse by verse and sometimes we can actually read few verses at a time so we will do it like that all right let's begin Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita preface <clears throat> this was written, as you can see right in the end, by Srila Prabhupada on the 14th of March 1968 on Gaurapurnima, the birthday of Lord Chaitanya at Sri Sri Radha Krishna Temple, New York. In fact, this is the first time we are actually doing a lecture series on Chaitanya Charitamrita itself because this has never been done in our ISKM <coughs> so this is the first time actually we are starting this so we are seeking the blessings of of course Srila Prabhupada, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sri Sri Radha and Krishna 
and all the Vaishnavas so that we can properly glorify Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who is the Yugavatar, who is the incarnation for this Kali Yuga and who has inaugurated this great Sankirtan movement which is the only way uh, for deliverance for the fallen people, for the fallen souls of this Kali Yuga. So with that, we will begin right away. <coughs> and I thank you all for actually, <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. I thank you all for coming uh, every single session and also this session. And we will continue. So every alternate day, we will have Chaitanya Charitamrita reading and lecture. So Bhagavad Gita and Chaitanya Charitamrita as of now. If we have more programs, then we will introduce them as we go. All right, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, preface. There is no difference between the teachings of Lord Chaitanya presented here and the teachings of Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. The teachings of Lord Chaitanya are practical demonstrations of Lord Krishna's teachings. Lord Krishna's ultimate instruction in the Bhagavad Gita is that everyone should surrender unto him, Lord Krishna. Krishna promises to take immediate charge of such a surrendered soul. The Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is already in charge of the maintenance of this creation by virtue of his plenary expansion, Kshirodakashaya Vishnu, but this maintenance is not direct. However, when the Lord says that he takes charge of his pure devotee, he actually takes direct charge. So, actually a lot is there already. The thing is, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings are not something different now. It is all based on Lord Krishna's teachings only. See, the teachings of Lord Chaitanya are practical demonstrations of Lord Krishna's teachings. So, speaking is one thing and showing by example is another thing. So, Arjuna was so intelligent that the conversation of Bhagavad Gita, which only took place for about an hour, just right in, right before the um, beginning of the Kurukshetra war between the Pandavas and Kauravas, Arjuna understood everything that Krishna has said and he acted on it. Immediately, immediately he acted on it. He was so intelligent. Um, whereas today, there are big, big scholars who are trying to understand Bhagavad Gita and who spend their whole life studying it but who never understand it actually. So, um, that is because of the fallen condition of the Kali Yuga population. Very, very, um, uh, what is that? Very slight traces of intelligence. That means very less intelligent. So, this is actually, ex actually explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam. 1.1.10 Prayenalpayusha sabhya kalavasmin yugejanaha mandaha sumandamatayo mandabhagyahyupadrutaha O learned one, in this iron age of Kali, men have but short lives. They are quarrelsome, lazy, misguided, unlucky, and above all, always disturbed. This is the uh, condition of people in Kali Yuga. Big, big scholars cannot understand a conversation that was meant for actually the lesser, lesser intelligent section of society. You know that? This Bhagavad Gita is supposed to be 
for the you know lesser intelligent section of society this is explained in the shrimad bhagavatam the the intelligent section of society they read the vedas and everything for of course when krishna speaks he speaks it very clearly and it becomes clear even for the novice so bhagavad gita is very simple even a novice absolute uh, a little bit more than a child he can also understand you see this 1425 of shrimad bhagavatam स्त्री शूद्रद्विजबंधूना त्रयीन श्रुतिगोचर कर्म श्रेयसी मूढ़ा श्रेय एवं भवेदिहाख्या कृपया मुनिना सो भारत मीन्स महाभारत फ्रम वेर भगवदगीता इज टेकन फ्रम सो दिस् महाभारत भारतमाख्यान सो ही वेदव्यास रोड सॉरी महाभारत the bhagavad gita for who you see out of compassion the great sage referring to vyasadev thought it wise that this would enable men to achieve the ultimate goal of life thus he compiled the great historical narration called the mahabharat for women laborers and friends of the twice born that means those who are born in the brahman family but not really practicing anything or the women and uh, shudras Vaishas, Vaishas actually are Dvijas. So the lesser intelligence section of society to make to make the knowledge of spiritual life easy to access for all kinds of people, even the least intelligent person, and even children. So for that reason, Vyasadeva has compiled this uh, Mahabharat, of which Bhagavad Gita is a part. Uh, so it is considered to be for for this kind of section of people. And today. big big scholars are unable to understand especially they don't understand the final instruction of krishna in the bhagavad gita which is sarva dharman parityajya mamekam sharanam braja surrender abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me so this simple instruction which is so easy to understand and follow is is not understood to follow well it may not be as simple <laughs> but at least to understand it's straightforward sanskrit language maam ekam sharanam vraja it's very simple to understand if you understand sans- basic sanskrit but they choose to understand in a different way they always have their opinions in fact actually probably i missed a question yesterday of one of the in the ama session and in that um actually that ties to this this current topic now that's why i want to actually address that I saw it when I was glancing through but I now that I think of it I did not answer that question that was some say that Bhagavad Gita as it is translated by Shri Prabhupada is very biased it's not you know very uh, open I would say yes it is very biased towards Krishna because it's his opinion how can we have our own uh, independent thoughts on it Krishna is just he is just giving his version of things and his version means they are facts so they are biased on krishna's viewpoint a, a guru why it is called bhagavad gita as it is because the purpose of krishna exactly as what he told is represented there by shri prabhupad he did not give any room for speculation or interpretation no he did not do it and he did not give any room to do it as well 
it's so clear so yes just like arjuna he had to be biased krishna was see krishna is not a neutral party in the in the kurukshetra war although he said i will not fight he was on the pandava side <laughs> he was not that you know he was watching it you know okay who is winning no oh, pandavas kauravas you know he was just a, like a spectator and a commentator no no he took part he was right on the battlefield and he was on the side of the pandavas and he directed arjuna and he directed everyone and he made sure the all the pandavas are protected none of them died although the huge army consisting of the vast vastly powerful generals like bhishma drona karna ashwatthama uh, duryodhan jayadrath uh, what is that um, uh, i forget so many other names also everyone was lined up on the other side and this side only bhima arjuna satyakim yeah but not as notable as all those names so uh, materially speaking they did not stand a chance the pandavas therefore duryodhan was so confident that he would win the war but he lost so badly that all the 100 brothers all of them died duryodhan and his 99 brothers and all the great generals bhishma drona karna ashwath ashwathama did not die but uh, the rest of them all died you see this so krishna was on that side so it is we have to be on krishna's side the ones who are who are on krishna's side they won the war so if somebody says we are biased yes we are we are on krishna's side we are not you know we can't remove krishna from the equation of bhagavad gita completely out of the question but they want to do that they want some room for you know um uh, speculation but that is not allowed krishna says sarva dharman parityajya maam ekam sharanam vraja it's very simple it's very simple sanskrit it's not very complicated in the if you see in the upanishads the um, vedanta sutra or the vedas yes those shlokas are not so easily understandable unless one is a very great scholar and one understands such language and guided by a bona fide spiritual master of course all the time but it is very difficult language there whereas um uh, shrimad bhagavatam and even bhagavad gita they are very very simple language they are especially bhagavad gita more than the bhagavatam bhagavatam sometimes can be difficult also especially without interpretation i mean without the explanation sorry of the pure devotee like shri prabhupad there is no question of understanding it even bhagavatam bhagavad gita also for that matter although it is very simple still cannot be understood if it is heard from a avaishnava one who has some other agenda than krishna so krishna's agenda is very simple to get arjuna and everybody who will read bhagavad gita in the future to surrender unto him utterly that is his uh, agenda there so we cannot say that something else is the agenda now krishna said surrender unto me and he left this world he saw i mean we will we will read read that he saw that you know um people are not actually doing it they don't know even how to do it what is surrender also they don't know so therefore he thought no i need to show them how to do it and that is the incarnation of chaitanya mahaprabhu to complete to show the way just like you know if they show you uh, how to write a b c d 
that's one thing but when the teacher comes and holds your hand and you know you know moves your hand and show you it's like spoon feeding so chaitanya mahaprabhu came to spoon feed the population of kali yuga on all the practical principles of surrender to krishna that is chaitanya mahaprabhu's life and teachings now here in that 1866 verse sarvadharman parityajya mamekam sharanam braja aham tvam sarvapapebhyo mokshayishyami masuchah you see krishna promises to take immediate charge of such a surrendered soul and prabhupada explains here the lord the supreme personality of godhead is already in charge of the maintenance of this creation eko bahunam yo vidadhati kaman he is maintaining all the living entities in the creation both in the both in the material world and in the spiritual world so there's no question that he's not maintaining anyone but but here krishna is saying i will maintain such a surrendered soul and in another verse also he said 922 in bhagavad gita 9th chapter 22nd verse you see अनन्याश्चिंतयंतोमाम ये जनाह पर्युपासते तेषां नित्याभियुक्तानां योगक्षेमवहाम्यहम योगक्षेमवहाम्यहम यू सी बट दोज हु ऑलवेज वर्शिप मी विथ एक्सक्लूसिव डिवोशन मेडिटेटिंग ऑन माय ट्रांसेंडेंटल फॉर्म टू देम आई कैरी व्हाट दे लैक एंड आई प्रिजर्व व्हाट दे हैव सी आई कैरी व्हाट दे लैक एंड आई प्रिजर्व व्हाट दे हैव नाउ he is always caring for everybody whatever they need right what is so special no here in prabhupada explains krishna promises to take immediate charge of such such a surrendered soul the lord the supreme personality of godhead is already in charge of the maintenance of this creation by virtue of his plenary expansion kshirodakshai vishnu but this maintenance is not direct ka srishti sthiti pralaya is being done conducted by the Uh, material energy durga and through her agency he is maintaining everybody like we think that the nature is supplying our necessities of life right so what is this nature nature is nothing but the material nature the material nature bhinnaame prakriti rashtadha krishna says in the 7th chapter 4th verse what he says whose nature is this whose is this nature bhinna इतियम मे मे मीन्स माई दिस मेटीरियल एनर्जी अर्थ वॉटर फायर एयर ईथर माइंड इंटेलिजेंस एंड फॉल्स यू गो ऑल टूगेदर दीज कॉन्स्टिट्यूट माई सेपरेटेड मेटीरियल एनर्जीज सो द होल मेटीरियल एनर्जी कंसिस्ट ऑफ दीज इंग्रीडियंट्स एंड भूमिराप अनलो वायुर्खम मनोबुद्धिरव अहंकार मेतीयम मे भिन्ना प्रकृति राष्ट्रधा सो इट्स माई एनर्जी सो when we say nature is supplying our foods our 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 supplies our natural supplies like food clothing shelter the ingredients for that that means it is through the through the agents yes nature is definitely supplying but on the order of krishna otherwise everything is available why some some people get less some people get more it is on the order of krishna and of course even that is delegated to the demigods like yamaraj and all the you know different demigods they are in charge of how much sin and how much piety one has done so accordingly they will be given birth and facilities so that is maintenance already going on but for the devotees here shri prabhupada has explained the lord the supreme personality of godhead is already in charge of the maintenance of this creation by virtue of his plenary expansion kshirodakshai vishnu but this maintenance is not direct 
However, when the Lord says that He takes charge of His pure devotee, He actually takes direct charge. Not through this agency of Maya. No, He takes direct charge. Although it looks like He is also being sup uh, supplied by the material nature, but no, He takes direct charge. Uh. A pure devotee is a soul who is forever surrendered to the Lord, just as a child is surrendered to his parents, or an animal to its master. In the surrendering process, one should... So, how to surrender to Krishna? People may ask, how can I surrender to Krishna? What it means to surrender? So, there are six aspects of surrender. Six limbs of surrender. What are they? One, accept things favorable for discharging devotional service. Two, reject things unfavorable. Three, always believe firmly in the Lord's protection. Four, Feel exclusively dependent on the mercy of the Lord. 5. Have no interest separate from the interest of the Lord. 6. Always feel oneself meek and humble. So these are the six aspects of surrender. There is a shloka, of course. This is actually the translation of a shloka. What is that? Anukulyasa sankalpa pratikulyasa varjanam rakshishyatiti vishwaso Goptritve varanam tatha atmanikshepa karpanye shadvidha sharanagatihi. This is in the quoted from the Hari Bhakti Vilas of Sanatan Goswami, 11th chapter, 676th verse. See, these are the six. These are the six aspects of surrender. Shadvidha, and the last line you can see Shadvidha sharanagatihi. So this shad means six, vidha means ways or six uh, limbs, six ways of surrender, sharanagati. So all these things we have to accept, all these principles. Then only it is called we have surrendered to Krishna. It, it means that we have surrendered to Krishna. So that those six are listed there, here, one, two, three, four, five, six. The Lord demands that one surrender unto him by following these six guidelines, but the unintelligent, so-called scholars of the world misunderstand these demands and urge the general mass of people to reject them. Other than Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, I mean Prabhupada's translation of the Bhagavad Gita, every other translation, almost every other translation, hundreds of them, they don't stress on this point at all. There is no, there is no surrender to the Lord. They talk big, big things about Bhagavad Gita, but they never surrender. Surrender means first of all to accept Him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Then only surrender happens. First, accept Him first as the Supreme Personality. If you don't do that, then where is the surrender? Hmm. So, they misunderstand these demands and urge the general mass of people to reject them. They also guide or misguide the others. First of all, they don't surrender and they misguide the others also not to surrender. Like I have seen one very, very famous Mayavadi uh, Swami. Very famous, especially in India. He said, it doesn't matter whom you worship. It is the devotion that matters. It doesn't matter if even if you worship Krishna, Rama, or if you worship Durga, Kali, or Ganesh, Shiva, whatever. But it is the devotion that matters. You see that? This is how they are preaching. But here Krishna is saying, Maam Ekam Sharanam Braja. Surrender to me alone. 
not to anybody else no it is not it is not that you, know, you worship anybody but devotion that matters no he said devotion is in the three stages one who worship the demigods go to the demigods one who worship the ancestors go to the ancestors one who worship the ghosts go to the ghosts and one who worships me who come to comes to me he's saying if you worship different different personalities you will go to the different different destinations where it where it is it where is it said that you worship anybody and you will reach the same destination where nowhere yeah but these people they reject simple statements simply understood but they reject at the conclusion of the ninth chapter of bhagavad gita lord krishna directly orders always think of me become my devotee worship me alone and offer obeisances unto me alone by so doing the lord says one is sure to go to him in his transcendental abode you know this verse 9 chapter 34th verse this is also stated in 1865 the last verse of the ninth chapter manmanabhava madbhakto madhyaji mam namaskuru mame vaishyasi sat mame vaishyasi yuktvaivam atmanam matparayanah engage your mind always in thinking of me become my devotee offer obeisances to me and worship me being completely absorbed in me surely you will come to me this is the instruction and krishna says this is very confidential instruction it looks like very simple what is so confidential about this but how many people know this and even if they hear this even if they see this how many people actually act on it they have their own um, interpretations to it so it is actually very confidential only with uh, devotion only if we take a shelter of a person who is devoted to krishna a bona fide spiritual master then only we can understand the imports of these things hmm. by so doing the lord says one is sure to go to him in his transcendental abode but the scholarly demons misguide the masses of people by directing them to surrender not to the personality of godhead but rather to the impersonal unmanifested eternal unborn truth they always say that the absolute truth is within krishna when krishna says surrender unto me one of the big swamis you know radha krishnan actually not swami but he is a sanskrit scholar he was the first president of india and he said when krishna says um sarva dharman paritajya mamekam sharanam braja it is then he commented no it is not to krishna but to the impersonal unborn truth within krishna that we have to surrender to where where in that word of in that verse it is said mam ekam sharanam vraja it is very simple sanskrit it's like the basic sanskrit mam means me ekam means alone one sharanam means surrender vraja you know i mean take take to this process of surrender is very simple but you see how the no to the impersonal unborn truth within krishna that is speaking through the body of krishna they 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 give explanations like this but ever did ever krishna said like that in the bhagavad gita no mattah parataram nanyat there is nothing higher than me or equal to me i am the supreme vedaischa sarvair aham eva vedya aham means i he did not say me who is yeah i they, they think like they say like this no? they, yeah he is speaking i because the 
impersonal infinite brahman is speaking through the body of krishna when the impersonal brahman came to this world he came and took the body of krishna and now he is speaking that 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 unborn eternal he is speaking through the body of krishna not supported not supported at all is some rubbish they are talking just make their own meanings that's why bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur said chaitanya mahaprabhu explained the vedanta sutra using the mukhya vritti just taking the literal meaning of the words without any twisting whereas they have the mayavadis they resort to gauna vritti or uh, what is the lakshana vritti they uh, you know twist and turn and try to interpret in their own way imagined meanings they presented like that so the direct words are very simple but they choose not to because of illusion <coughs> the impersonalist mayavadi philosophers do not accept that the ultimate aspect of the absolute truth is the supreme personality of godhead they don't accept mayavadis don't accept the ultimate aspect to be the supreme personality of godhead if one desires to understand the sun as it is one must first face the sunshine and then the sun globe and then if one is able to enter into that globe one may come face to face with the predominating deity of the sun due to a poor fund of knowledge the mayavadi philosophers cannot go beyond the brahman effulgence they can only understand the sunshine but they cannot understand the sun globe cannot understand the sun god there's the example like krishna also can be understood in the same way the impersonal all pervading aspect which is the brahman aspect and the paramatma aspect finally the bhagavan aspect so the personal aspect so that is to be understood but this mayavadi is the only reach the brahman aspect now um due to a poor fund of knowledge the mayavadi philosophers cannot go beyond the brahman effulgence which may be compared to the sunshine the upanishads confirm that one has to penetrate the dazzling effulgence of brahman before one can see the real face of the personality of godhead where is it stated we have seen ishopanishad right 15 and 16th verse this is 15th verse of shri ishopanishad hiranmayena patrena satyasya pehitam mukham tatvam poshanna pavranu satyadharmaya drishtaye oh my lord sustainer of all that lives your real face is covered by your dazzling effulgence kindly remove that covering and exhibit yourself to your pure devotee See? So your real face is covered by your dazzling effulgence. And next verse also, Pushanne karshe yamasurya prajapatya vyuharashmin samuha tejo yatte rupam kalyanatamam tatte pasyami yosavasau purushah soham asmi O my Lord, O primeval philosopher, O maintainer of the universe, O regulating principle, destination of the pure devotees, well-wisher of the progenitors of mankind please remove the effulgence of your transcendental rays so that i can see your form of bliss you are the eternal supreme personality of godhead like unto the sun as am i so here of course as am i means um qualitative oneness but not quantitative oneness otherwise there is no 
if he is quantitatively also one then there's no need of prayer right there's no need of prayer please remove your you know effulgence there's no if it's qualitatively one i mean and quantitatively one he can easily remove but why there is a prayer that means the one who is praying is inferior to the one being prayed to hmm. so these are these are the things that are referred to here and the upanishads confirm that the that one has to penetrate the dazzling effulgence of the brahman before one can see the real face of the personality of godhead <clears throat> lord chaitanya therefore teaches direct worship of lord krishna who appeared as the foster child of the king of raja he also teaches that the place known as vrindavan is as good as lord krishna because lord krishna being the absolute truth there is no difference between him and his name qualities form pastimes entourage and paraphernalia hmm. that is the absolute nature of the personality of godhead you know this paragraph is actually a verse this is a verse you know we will read the whole thing this entire paragraph is actually translation of a verse by uh what is his name shri shri shrivas i don't i don't remember his name he is a disciple of advaita acharya he wrote a book called shri chaitanya matta manjusha and this verse is found in that so let's read the this thing first the whole translation and then we'll go to the verse lord chaitanya therefore teaches direct worship of krishna who appeared as the foster child of the king of raja he also teaches that the place known as vrindavan is as good as lord krishna because lord krishna being the absolute truth there is no difference between him and his name qualities form pastimes entourage and paraphernalia that is the absolute nature of the personality of godhead lord chaitanya also teaches that the highest mode of worship in the highest highest perfectional stage is the method practiced by the damsels of raja these damsels gopis or cowherd girls simply loved krishna without any motive for material or spiritual gain you note that point spiritual gain also not there only the pleasure of krishna that's what the gopis wanted and that's what chaitanya mahaprabhu is canvassing lord chaitanya also teaches that shrimad bhagavatam is the spotless narration of the transcendental knowledge and that the highest goal in human life is to develop unalloyed love for krishna the supreme personality of godhead <laughs> this is exactly this entire paragraph is the translation of this verse um we will try to take it out actually if it is there this is um not mentioned anywhere in full this verse is not mentioned anywhere in the uh prabhupad's t prabhupad's works in full like one part here one part here one part here like that different parts of this are in different way in different you know sections of his thing you see the i think the first part is here you see this part aradhyo bhagavan vrajeshatanayas taddham vrindavanam and the next line is uh what is that ramya kachidopasana vrajavadhu vargena yakalpita shrimad bhagavatam 
ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ಭಾಗವತಂ ಪ್ರಮಾಣಮಲಂ ಪ್ರೇಮಾಪುಮಾರ್ಥೋ ಮಹಾನ್ ಶ್ರೀಚೈತನ್ಯ ಮಹಾಪ್ರಭೋರ್ಮತಮಿದ ತತ್ರಾದರಾನಾಪರ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಕ್ಚುಲ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಲೈನ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದಟ್ ಐ ಮೀನ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಸ್ಪ್ಲಿಟ್ ಅಪ್ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಆಕ್ಚುಲ್ ದ ಫುಲ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಲೈನ್ ಇಸ್ ಆರಾಧ್ಯೋ ಭಗವಾನ್ ವ್ರಜೇಶತನಯಸ್ತಾಮ ವೃಂದಾವನ ಆರಾಧ್ಯೋ ಭಗವಾನ್ ವ್ರಜೇಶತನಯಸ್ ವ್ರಜೇಶ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ಆರಾಧ್ಯೋ ದ ವರ್ಷಿಪಬಲ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಯು ಸಿ ಇನ್ ದ ಬಿಗಿನಿಂಗ್ ದ ಡೈರೆಕ್ಟ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸಿ ಹಿ ಟೀಚಸ್ ದ ಡೈರೆಕ್ಟ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ಆರಾಧ್ಯೋ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದ ವರ್ಷಿಪಬಲ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಪರ್ಸ್ನಾಲಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹೆಡ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಹೂ ಅಪಿಯರ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಸ್ ವ್ರಜೇಶತನಯ ವ್ರಜೇಶ ವ್ರಜ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ವೃಂದಾವನ್ ಈಶ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಆಫ್ ವೃಂದಾವನ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ನಂದ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಹೂ ವಾಸ್ ದ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ವೃಂದಾವನ್ ಸೊ ವ್ರಜೇಶ ತನಯ ತನಯ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಸನ್ ಸನ್ ಆಫ್ ನಂದ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಆರಾಧ್ಯೋ ಭಗವಾನ್ ವ್ರಜೇಶ ತನಯ ಸ್ತಾಮ ವೃಂದಾವನಂ ಸೊ ದ ವರ್ಷಿಪಬಲ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಪರ್ಸ್ನಾಲಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹೆಡ್ ಹೂ ಅಪಿಯರ್ಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಅ ಸನ್ ಆಫ್ ನಂದ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೀಸ್ ಅಬೌಡ್ ವೃಂದಾವನ್ ತದ್ಧಾಮ ವೃಂದಾವನಂ ಹೀಸ್ ಅಬೌಡ್ ವೃಂದಾವನ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಆಸ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪಬಲ್ ಆಸ್ ಹೀ ನಾನ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೀಸ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ವೈ ಡಿಸೈಡ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಬೀಂಗ್ ದ ಆಬ್ಸೊಲ್ಯೂಟ್ ಟ್ರೂತ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಡಿಫ್ರೆನ್ಸ್ ಬಿಟ್ವೀನ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಹಿಸ್ ನೇಮ್ ಕ್ವಾಲಿಟೀಸ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಪ್ಯಾಸ್ ಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ಎಂಟರಾಜ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ಯಾರಫರ್ನೇಲಿಯಾ ದಟ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಪ್ಯಾರಫರ್ನೇಲಿಯಾ ಇನ್ಕ್ಲೂಡ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಹಿಸ್ ಅಬೋಡ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ವೃಂದಾವನ್ ಆರಾಧ್ಯೋ ಭಗವಾನ್ ವ್ರಜೇಶತನಯ ಸ್ತಾಮ ವೃಂದಾವನಂ ರಮ್ಯಾಕಾಚಿದ್ ಉಪಾಸನ ವ್ರಜವಧೂ ವರ್ಗೇಣಯಾ ಕಲ್ಪಿತ ಸೊ ಹೀ ಹಿಸ್ ಟೀಚಿಂಗ್ ವಾಸ್ ದಟ್ ರಮ್ಯಾಕಾಚಿದ್ ಉಪಾಸನ ಸೊ ರಮ್ಯಾ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದ ಗೋಪೀಸ್ ರಮ್ಯಾ ಕಾಚಿದ್ ಉಪಾಸನ ವ್ರಜವಧೂ ವರ್ಗೇಣಯಾ ಕಲ್ಪಿತ ದಿಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಹಿ ಕೋರ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಮೆನಿ ಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಲೈನ್ ರಮ್ಯಾ ಕಾಚಿದ್ ಉಪಾಸನ ಕೆಹಿವಿಗೋ ಸಿ ಚೇತನ್ ಮಹಾಪ್ರಭು ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಸೆಡ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ರೈಬ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ವೇ ರಮ್ಯಾ ಕಾಚಿದ್ ಉಪಾಸನ ವ್ರಜವಧೂ ವರ್ಗೇಣಯ ಕಲ್ಪಿತ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಗೋಪೀಸ್ ವರ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಆಫರ್ ಓಕೆ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ದ ಎಕ್ಸಾಕ್ಟ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಸಿ ದಿಸ್ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಮಹಾಪ್ರಭು ರೆಕಮೆಂಡೆಡ್ ದ ಎಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಗೋಪೀಸ್ ಐದರ್ ಇನ್ ಮೆಟರ್ನಲ್ ಎಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ಕಾಂಜುಗಲ್ ಲವ್ ಆಸ್ ದ ಹೈಯೆಸ್ಟ್ ಪರ್ಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಇನ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಸಿ ರಮ್ಯಾ ಕಾಚಿದ್ ಉಪಾಸನ ವ್ರಜವಧೂ ವರ್ಗೇಣಯ ಕಲ್ಪಿತ ದಿಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಮಹಾಪ್ರಭು ವಾಸ್ ಅ ವೆರಿ ವೆರಿ ಸ್ಟ್ರಿಕ್ಟ್ ಸನ್ಯಾಸಿ ಎಸ್ಪೆಷಲಿ ಇನ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಲೇಟರ್ ಹಾಫ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಲೈಫ್ ವೆನ್ ಹಿ ಟುಕ್ ಸನ್ಯಾಸಿ ವಾಸ್ ವೆರಿ ವೆರಿ ಸ್ಟ್ರಿಕ್ಟ್ ಈವನ್ ಇಫ್ ವುಮನ್ ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ವಾಂಟ್ಸ್ ಟು ಪೇ ಒಬೆಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಟು ಹಿಮ್ ಆರ್ ಪೇ ಸಮ್ ರೆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ ಶಿ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಟು ಡೂ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ಶಿ ಕೆನಾಟ್ ಕಮ್ ಎನಿವೇರ್ ಕ್ಲೋಸ್ ಟು ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಮಹಾಪ್ರಭು ಬಟ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಆಲ್ ಯು ವಾಸ್ ಸೋ ಸ್ಟ್ರಿಕ್ಟ್ ಹಿ ಸೆಡ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ the the method developed or the method followed by the gopis to serve krishna that is the best so how did the gopis serve krishna gopis had husbands their families and everything but they danced with krishna and they served him so apparently it looks like a very immoral connection extramarital affair but no 
in fact the real lord of every living entity not only the gopis is krishna he is the actual husband of everybody pati means husband and lord actually there is a very nice verse in the shrimad bhagavatam let's see sukadev goswami explains i think this is the number i'm just yeah 2.4.20 of shrimad bhagavatam you see this how many pati is here श्रेयः पतिर्यज्ञपति प्रजापतिर्धियापतिर्लोकपतिर्धरापति पतिर्गतिशाधकृष्णिशात्ता प्रसीदता मे भगवान्सता पति सीदिस् मे लॉर्ड हाउ मेनी पति लेट्स काउंट वन टू थ्री फोर फाइव सिक्स सेवेन Eight, eight times the word "pati" is repeated in this verse. See, may Lord Sri Krishna, who is the worshipable Lord of all devotees, the protector and glory of all the kings like Andhaka and Vrishni of the Yadu dynasty, the husband of all goddesses of fortune. See, the husband of all goddesses of fortune, which include the gopis also. What is the actual word? Shriya pati. No. ियमेंटिजेंसिटीजराजापतिप्रैटरिटीजराजापतिप्रैटरिटीजराजापतिप्रैटरिटीजराजापतिप्रैटरिटीजराजापतिप्रैटरिटीजराजापतिप्रैट
we have to worship the supreme personality of god krishna son of nanda maharaj and his abode vrindavan next ramya kachit so the the worship of the gopis is the topmost worship of all kinds of worship the worship that was conceived by the gopis is the topmost and next shrimad bhagavatam pramanam amalam shrimad bhagavatam means of course we know shrimad bhagavatam pramanam amalam the greatest evidence and purest evidence on religious principles pramanam means evidence amalam means purest pure without any spotless evidence for religious principles so shrimad in fact you, you you can see that whenever whenever shri, uh, shri chaitanya mahaprabhu says something he always quotes from the shrimad bhagavatam one shloka he will quote every time in fact if you read chaitanya charitamrita chaitanya charitamrita is a compendium of verses you know what's a compendium compendium means a collection of all kinds of shlokas from various sources from shrimad bhagavatam from sometimes uh, krishna karnamrita and uh, many other many other sources in fact so many uh, vedic sources uh, there are they are tied together in chaitanya charitamrita because when chaitanya mahaprabhu says something in bengali immediately he will quote a bhagavatam verse or a krishna karnamrita verse or some geet govinda verse or some uh, what is that um, uh different version of poets you know especially even jayadev goswami of course geet govinda is jayadev goswami and many such um exalted poetry he quotes i even <laughs> i can't even remember so many like that so always quoting from vedic texts especially shrimad bhagavatam if you if you want to know what are the important shlokas of bhagavatam you should read chaitanya charitamrita because chaitanya mahaprabhu will quote them every now and then so that's why this chaitanya charitamrita is a very important study for all devotees and somehow by the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu today we are getting to start it and it's a very significant thing um we should take this study very seriously all right so next shrimad bhagavatam pramanam amalam prema pumartho mahan so prema means uh, love of godhead you know not just like ordinary you know lust lusty affairs so that is the highest perfectional stage of devotional advancement if you see what are the stages of devotional advancement that is explained here in this purport is actually from the bhaktara samrita sindhu if you see shri rupa goswami explains here according to bhaktara samrita sindhu the signs of devotional service aadav shraddha tato sadhu sanga atha bhajana kriya tato anartha nivritti syat tato nishtha ruchi tatha ruchis tatha अथाशक्तिस्तो भावस्त प्रेमाभ्युदंचती साधकानायम प्रेम प्रादुर्भा भवक्रम फर्स्ट थिंग फर्स्ट स्टेप श्रद्धा प्रिलिमिनरी फेथ देन साधुसंग एसोसिएशन ऑफ डिवोटीज अथ भजन क्रिया इनिशिएशन एंड एंगेजमेंट इन डिवोशनल सर्विस प्रैक्टिकल एंगेजमेंट देन अनर्थनिवृत्ति ऑल द डर्टी थिंग्स इन द हार्ट बीइंग पर्ज्ड as one is becoming purified more and more then tato nishtha then one's devotional service becomes fixed until then devotional service is like sometimes you know enthusiastic sometimes not sometimes 
you know doing a lot of service sometimes lazing around so this is because to so many anartha anartha anarthas are there in the heart so when anartha nivritti happens that's when when completely all the anarthas are gone ah yes nishtha fixed up devotional service unwavering devotional service no matter what circumstance then ruchi taste for devotional service a uh, natural taste awakens atha asakti then a taste even intensifies and comes to the level of spontaneous affection for the lord then tato bhava it intensifies into ecstatic emotions bhava and finally prema tatah prema abhyudanchati sadhakanam ayam premna pradurbhave bhavet krama see these are the uh what is that steps these are the uh, stages one passes through as one advances in devotional life now that prema see prema abhyudanchati so prema is the love of godhead so this prema pumartho mahan so there are usually um four arthas or four uh, what is that called Uh, purusharthas purusharthas means the things that are to be achieved as a human being purusharthas so they, what are they dharma artha kama moksha religiosity that means all the karmakandiya you know uh, rituals why artha you know dharma religious performances to get artha that is explained in bhagavad gita right in the third chapter 14th and 15th verses annad bhavanti bhutani so artha means the facility for the maintenance of the body artha means wealth economic development but that in the vedic terms means the facility for maintaining our bodies that is economic economy according to vedic literature nowadays economy means just you know get as rich as possible you know the hoarding hoarding wealth this is very much glorified nowadays but uh, according to vedic uh, vedic culture we have to have sufficient and even opulent sometimes opulently one have must have so much wealth so that the sense gratification can be performed regulated sense gratification that that not not unrestricted vedic civilization everything is controlled so first there is religious performances that is explained here as you can see the facility for maintenance of the body means main mainly three things food clothing shelter if we have these three even if there are the other things are cut out we can still live hmm. and now this lockdown period is actually showing us that to an extent all the big big sporting you know what is this soccer matches soccer tournaments cricket tournaments and you know what what all you know all kinds of boxing all these things are you know more or less out of uh, action but still people are living life is going on as long as they have food it's all right if they starve yeah that is the big problem so there is food if there is food clothing shelter that's enough for us to live and actually human life is only meant to um, satisfy our senses only to that extent kamas and nendriya priti labho jivita yavata so we have to only work for our bare maintenance and the rest of the time for self realization so annad bhavanti bhutani the food 
main thing main thing is now food for sustenance even if there is no clothing and shelter at least food must be there annad annam means food annad bhavanti bhutani everyone subsists on food grains parjanyad anna sambhava parjanya means rainfall for the food to occur for the food to be there there has to be sufficient rainfall not too much not too little just nice seasonal timely and appropriate amounts of rainfall parjanyad anna sambhava yagnyad bhavati parjanyo by religious sacrificial performances the demigod especially indra who is in charge of the rainfall uh, he will send forth uh, adequate amounts of rainfall and yagyah karma samudbhavah yagyas are born of prescribed duties now where is the prescription when we say karma it is prescribed duty again shri prabhupad very specific definition just like bhagavan means the supreme personality of godhead so when he and bhakti means devotional service not just devotion which can be misinterpreted in many ways or devotion just a feeling no devotional service engage in the practical service so like that he also translated karma as prescribed duty not just duty because many people say my karma is to be a, a politician or my karma is to be a um, what is that sportsman no 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 you don't invent your duty prescribed duty by who prescribed by the vedas that is that will be explained in the next verse so yagya karma samudbhavah yagya sacrifices are born of prescribed duties prescribed duties means what what are the prescribed duties brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra so each of them have different different duties so everybody must perform that that is the varnashram system varnashram acharavata purushena parapuman vishnu aradhyate panthananyat tatosha karanam to satisfy vishnu is the prime objective of the varnashram system which we have seen which we have done a series on recently so that's how yagya karma samudbhava so for um adequate food to be there there has to be rainfall for the rainfall to be there there has to be yagyas and yagyas how to do yagyas they are born of prescribed duties and next it continues yagyah karma samudbhavah karma brahmodbhavam vidhi where are these prescribed prescriptions to be found brahmodbhavam brahma means the vedas udbhavam means you know um, born of so the prescribed duties are the duties are prescribed in the vedas and brahma akshara samudbhavam the vedas are born of the akshara the unlimited supreme personality of godhead tasmat sarvagatam brahma nityam yagne pratishthitam the all pervading brahman is situated in the eternally nityam yagne pratishtha eternally situated in acts of sacrifice the all pervading brahman is also the parabrahman the supreme personality of god mayatatam idam sarvam jagadavyakta murtinah in impersonal form he is pervading this entire universe and everything and that tasmat sarvagatam brahma nityam yagne pratishtha that supreme personality of godhead 
the all-pervading transcendence it is as it is translated here is is actually supreme personality of godhead nityam yajna pratishtitam yajna means a sacrifice so the same thing actually narayana lord narayana told narada tatra tishthami narada yatra gayanti madbhakta i am always there where my devotees are glorifying me that is called sankirtana yajna so nityam yajna pratishtitam wherever and see the consequently as you can see the all pervading transcendence is eternally situated in the acts of sacrifice so in kali yuga the act of sacrifice is sankirtan yajna so nityam yajna pratishtitam wherever the sankirtan yajna is going on the all pervading transcendence or the supreme personality of god had krishna is there tatra tishthami narada yatra gayanti madbhakta and the same thing tasmat sarvagatam brahma nitya yajna nityam yajna pratishtitam so in this way the religiosity is tied to economic development and why do we need economic development for so dharma artha kama the third purushartha third um, thing to be achieved in human life is kama sense gratification limited that's why there is marriage if there is unlimited sense gratification there is no need for marriage like the pigs and dogs they don't have marriage they can have sex with anyone but we as human beings we have to abide by these rules and there is vivaha yagya that is also yagya marriage is called vivaha yagya it is a sacrifice what are we sacrificing we are sacrificing the unrestricted um what is that tendency uh, t- the tendency for unrestricted sex is being sacrificed okay only with one woman and only for procreation of good children krishna conscious children so this is a sacrifice so vivaha yagya so that is regulated sense gratification if one follows all these things eventually one will go to liberation that's why the stages are there brahmachari grihastha grihastha is where one we can you know one can marry and all that then after that vanaprastha and sanyas so going towards liberation which is moksha dharma artha kama moksha religiosity economic development sense gratification and liberation these are the four chatur purusharthas now chaitanya mahaprabhu says all these are not good even liberation is not to be coveted prema pumartho mahan the panchama purushartha the fifth purushartha and which is the highest purushartha is prema love of god that is far far above the liberation in fact where is that verse uh, sundagopal prabhu was actually showing oh yeah i think i've got it in the notes his lecture notes recently he did a lecture and there let's see if we can find it okay 4910 let's look at that shrimad bhagavatam 4 9 यावृतिस्तनुभृतां तव पाद पद्मनाजनक्रवणेन व्याण स्वमहिमनपिनाथ मूत किंतकाशिलुलिता 
patatam vimanat. My Lord, the transcendental bliss derived from meditating upon your lotus feet or hearing about your glories from pure devotees is so unlimited that it is far beyond the stage of Brahmananda wherein one thinks himself merged in the impersonal Brahman as one with the Supreme. This is liberation. Brahmananda is liberation platform. But the transcendental bliss derived from meditating upon your lotus feet or hearing about your glories from pure devotees is so unlimited that it is far beyond the stage of Brahmananda wherein one thinks himself merged in the impersonal Brahman as one with the Supreme. Since Brahmananda is also defeated by the transcendental bliss derived from devotional service, then what to speak of the temporary blissfulness of elevating oneself to the heavenly planets, which is ended by the separating sword of time. Although one may be elevated to the heavenly planets, he falls down in due course of time. See? How much higher is bhakti compared to mukti? Hmm. So that is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is advocating prema pumartho mahan so these are some of the features again another another verse i will show you in this connection 7 7 37 i think it's in the purport You see this? Shri Rupa Goswami is telling in the Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu. Brahmanando bhavedesha chetparardha gunikritaha naiti bhakti sukhambhodhe paramanutulamapi. If Brahmananda, the bliss of merging in the Brahman effulgence, were multiplied 100 trillion times, it would still not equal even an atomic fragment of the ocean of transcendental bliss felt in devotional service. How beautiful is that? An atomic fragment of the ocean of the devotional service is more than Brahmananda or merging into this, this liberation which is usually understood as merging into the absolute truth multiplied by 100 trillion times. That is how much the difference is between Bhakti and Mukti. So this is what we are talking about. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is advocating that. Prema Pumartho Mahan. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhur Matamidam Tatradarah Naparah. So that is the verse, the last line. So this is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhur Matamidam. This is the religion that is advocating advocated by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. These are the aspects of his religion. It's not his invented religion. It's all based on Srimad Bhagavatam Pramana Mamalam, which is based on Srimad Bhagavatam, Vedic scripture. He did not invent his own religion, but he just presented the absolute topmost limits of it. Therefore, um, uh, who is that? Vasudev Datta sang the song um, what is that yadi gaur na hoi to tabe ki hoi to kemone dhari tam de radhar mahima prema rasa sima 
जगत जान तो के राधार महिमा प्रेमा रस सीमा जगत जान तो के सो दिस इज ब्यूटिफुल सॉन्ग एक्चुअली दैट होल सॉन्ग इज सो ब्यूटिफुल इट इज सेड दैट व्हाट वुड हैव हैपेंड इफ श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु डिड नॉट कम हाउ वुड वी हैव एवर नोन द टॉप मोस्ट limits of devotional service that comprises the glory of shri radha so that is what shri chaitanya mahaprabhu is estab- uh, establishing these are the aspects of his cult or religion what is that let's uh, recap aradhyo vrajendra nanda tanay uh, what is it aradhyo bhagavan vrajesh tanayas so the uh, the supreme worshipable object is the supreme personality of godhead krishna who is the son of nanda maharaj and also his अबोट वृंदावन इज ईक्वली वर्षिपबल तद्धाम वृंदावनम रम्याकाशदुपासना व्रजवधू वर्गेण या कल्पिता द टॉप मोस्ट मेथड ऑफ वर्षिपिंग कृष्णा इज द मेथड कंसीव बाय द गोपीज श्रीमद्भागवत प्रमाणमल द प्योरेस्ट एविडेंस ऑन रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल इज द श्रीमद्भागवत प्रेमा पुमाथो महान द पंचम पुषार्थ विच इज द लव ऑफ गॉड हेड इज द हाइएस्ट एटेनबल ऑब्जेक्ट highest attainable purushartha in human life the goal the absolute goal of life the highest goal of life is prema and not even moksha and moksha as we know you see this verse this is moksha brahmanando bhavedesha chet parardha gunikritaha naiti bhakti sukhambodhe paramanu tulam api paramanu means atom atom uh, even an atom you see so one 10 what is it 100 trillion times if मुक्ति एंड मोक्ष कंबाइंड सो हंड्रेड ट्रिलियन टाइम्स इफ द हैप्पीनेस ऑफ मोक्ष इज मल्टीप्लाइड इट इज नॉट इवन इक्वल टू वन एटम ऑफ द ओशन ऑफ हैप्पीनेस ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस सो देर फॉर ही एडवोकेटेड प्रेम द लव ऑफ गॉड हेड एज द हाइएस्ट अटेनेबल गोल ऑफ लाइफ सो दिस इज द रिलीजन ऑफ चैतन्य महाप्रभु एंड दैट is the translation that prabhupad had mentioned in this paragraph next lord chaitanya's teachings are identical to those given by lord kapila the original propounder of sankhya yoga this is actually in the Srimad Bhagavatam in the third canto you can find the teachings of Lord Kapila there is a special book also we have based on the lectures of Srila Prabhupada on these verses of teachings of Lord Kapila uh, that book is there <coughs> that is called Sankhya Yoga um so Lord Chaitanya's teachings are identical to those given by Lord Kapila the original propounder of Sankhya Yoga the Sankhya system of philosophy this authorized system of yoga teaches meditation on the transcendental form of the lord there is no question of meditating on something void or impersonal when one can meditate on the transcendental form of lord vishnu even without practicing involved sitting postures such meditation is called perfect samadhi um, usually the samadhi is the eighth stage of the ashtanga yoga system ashtanga yoga system means you know all those asanas and all those postures and all they are part of this very very elaborate system of yoga where one mechanically controls his senses and focuses on the 
meditation on the supreme lord krishna or vishnu especially the paramatma in the heart dhyana avasthita tadgatena manasa pashyantiyam yogina so that is yoga and in the last stage is called samadhi so first there is um, yama niyama asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana samadhi the eighth stage is samadhi so this asana is the third stage if first before even asana everybody wants to go directly into the asana without undergoing the preliminary stages of yama and niyama first there are rules and regulations to be followed controlling the mind controlling the senses and then asana and then pranayama this is actually briefly explained in the 6th chapter of bhagavad gita we can just go little bit to get an idea see in the 6th chapter if you go in the you see yama niyama a transcendentalist that means this is actually a yogi a person wants to practice the yoga system should always engage his body mind and self in relationship with the supreme he should live alone in a secluded place and should always carefully control his mind he should be free from desires and feelings of possessiveness these are the preliminary stages before we even get to asana then next stage you see 6 11 and 12 to practice yoga one should go to a secluded place i mean secluded place means what some park somewhere huh? no 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 in the forest and secluded place means not for you know i meditated for prabhu i meditated for 20 minutes prabhu i felt very nice no 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 go there no job nothing no family just go there completely no connection with society anymore it's a full time full time job completely there's no connection anymore and alone hmm see to practice yoga one should go to a secluded place and should lay kusha grass on the ground and then cover it with a deer skin and a soft cloth not some yoga mat in a yoga studio right in the center of the city in the cbd area you know some posh yoga studio and they say this is true yoga and real yoga there are actually brand like that true yoga and real yoga two two brands are there in singapore i don't know if other parts of the world here there is true yoga and real yoga and what they doing very posh very big studios and people pay so much in the cbd or central business district and they have these things and from yoga mat and mostly women so this is completely skewed this is not at all yoga this is complete nonsense uh, it's a sacrilege of yoga so yoga is not just a, a uh, what is that uh, to make oneself fit so that he can attract the opposite sex in fact <laughs> one should free from sex okay let's see you see so he should cover it with a um, <clears throat> should lay kusha grass on the ground and then cover it with a deer skin and a soft cloth the seat should be neither too high nor too low and should be situated in a sacred place not in the cbd central business district where money is that is where all the sins are the kali stays where there is money all the sin will be there meat eating gambling intoxication illicit sex will be there where money is and that is the center and where all these yoga yoga studios are also coming up in a sacred place what is that um the forests are considered to be in the mode of goodness so that is where this is usually done that's why if you see haridwar rishikesh in the himalayas all these sacred places you will find so many yogis there they are trying to uh, execute these yogic principles 
the yogi should then sit on it very firmly and practice yoga to purify the heart by controlling his mind senses and activities and fixing the mind on one point what is the one point he explains in the next two verses one should hold one's body neck and head erect in a straight line now this is asana asanas are coming of course he said one asana here in this verse but there are many asanas but the meditation should be like this you see one should hold one's body neck and head erect in a straight line and stare steadily at the tip of the nose does with an unagitated subdued mind devoid of fear completely free from sex life eh? not not that you know make body you know very fit by yoga practice and you know engage in more sex no completely free from sex life one should meditate upon me within the heart and make me the ultimate goal of life so that is the fi- that is fixing the mind on one point you see this that one one point is me meditate upon me and make me the ultimate goal of life so in this way there are niyama niyama asana means the postures pranayama the breathing pratyahara actually there is in fact i also i'm not very sure about pratyahara dharana actually this all are explained nicely wait okay let's see if there is any explanation here one has to drive out the sense objects such as sound touch form taste and smell by the pratyahara process wow and what that is also by proper conviction and intelligence one should gradually cease sense activities this is called pratyahara and dharana dhyana samadhi the mind being controlled by conviction meditation and cessation from the senses should be situated in trance or samadhi at that time there is no longer any danger of becoming engaged in the material conception of life so this is the whole idea of yoga so in other place actually this whole thing is mentioned each of them what it what they mean okay pratyahara means to wind up okay here it is in yogic practice the eight divisions are yama niyama asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana samadhi pratyahara means to wind up the activities of the senses these are all described like this dharana what is dharana anyway these are mentioned these are actually explained one of the purports but you see you get the idea you see how elaborate the process is but that elab- that highest perfection is you see when one um the, the authorized sankhya system of philosophy teaches meditation on the transcendental form of the lord there is no question of meditating on something void or impersonal when one can meditate on the transcendental form of Vish- lord vishnu even without practicing involved sitting postures such a such meditation is called perfect samadhi so if one can somehow or other remember krishna the whole point of the whole ashtanga yoga eight parts a ashtanga means ashta means eight anga means parts eight part yoga system that means yama niyama asana yama niyama asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana samadhi eight so these eight parts are the ashtanga yoga system or it is called hatha yoga system now um 
the last one is samadhi but even if you don't perform all these things if you directly do just meditation on the krishna that is enough there's no need of the others then why are there the others because people are not very focused on krishna and that's why they have to do the others so that they can first of all you know it's a very mechanical process but hearing and chanting is so powerful that the remembrance of krishna automatically happens just by hearing and chanting hari krishna mahamantra so therefore this process is superior so anyway let's go back to the explanation here that this kind of meditation is perfect samadhi is confirmed at the end of the 6th chapter of bhagavad gita where lord krishna says that of all yogis the greatest is the one who constantly thinks of the lord within the core of his heart with love and devotion you know that was 647 yogi nam api sarvesham madgate nantaratmana shraddhavan bhajate yomam sameyukta tamomatah and of all yogis the one with great faith who always abides in me thinks of me within himself and renders transcendental loving service to me he is the most intimately united with with me in yoga and is the highest of all that is my opinion he is the master of yoga krishna and he is saying that the devotee who is actually engaged in loving service to me he is the topmost yogi on the basis of the sankhya philosophy sankhya philosophy basically is the analytical study of the material nature and the spiritual nature of the soul and and the supreme soul and the activity how to come out of this material entanglement of these material elements and engage in the service of the supreme personality of godhead so that is the whole point of the sankhya philosophy on the basis of the sankhya philosophy of achintya bheda abheda tattva which maintains that the supreme lord is simultaneously one with and different from his creation lord chaitanya taught that the most practical way for the mass of people to practice sankhya yoga meditation is simply to chant the holy name of the lord now what is achintya bheda bheda tattva so that is the philosophy that we uh, we um, profess as gaudiya vaishnavas as followers of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu as rupanugas as followers of sri rupa goswami what is that achintya means inconceivable bheda bheda means bheda and abheda bheda means different abheda means non different tattva means um principle or philosophy so if you put together achintya means inconceivable inconceivable difference and and different and non different philosophy that means simultaneous inconceivable simultaneous oneness and difference so we are one with the lord and we are different from the lord at the same time just like prabhupada explained the ford car you know there's a car company a uh, car company called ford now the head of the car company is also ford his name is ford so he said prabhupada said very simply that the car is ford but ford is not the car so in that way the car is one with ford but at the same time it is not ford see the point car is ford but ford is not the car so similarly we are one with the lord but the lord is not us we are not the lord but we are one with the lord because we are part and parcel of him and we are supposed to engage in his service in according to his wish 
that desire is again one that krishna has to be happy krishna's desire is that he he is always happy and our desire should be to cooperate with krishna's happiness and serve him and make him happy and by that we will also become happy this is how ananda can be had so uh, on the basis of the sankhya philosophy lord chaitanya taught that the most practical way for the mass of people to practice sankhya yoga of meditation is simply to chant the holy name of the lord so how did chaitanya mahaprabhu teach this he invented no again this is also there in the shastra already and that shastra whose is that shastra chaitanya mahaprabhu is krishna himself and he is the one who brought the whole shastra in this world vedo narayana sakshat and that narayana is chaitanya mahaprabhu only but still he never said something uh, without reference to krishna uh, scriptures although he whatever he speaks is scripture still he maintained the principle especially in kali yuga because everybody will say whatever they want and there will be many so called incarnations of god and who will have their own philosophies and that will be the symptom of kali yuga so he knows this so therefore he always referred to the scriptures to show us how to validate something whether it is correct or not by referring to the scriptures he taught that the holy name of the lord is the sound incarnation of the lord and that since the lord is the absolute whole there is no difference between his holy name and his transcendental form abhinnatvan nama namino is the sound incarnation of the lord the holy name is the sound incarnation of the lord now like the deity is uh, incarnation in the form of metal or stone or painting you know eight forms of uh, deity <coughs> what are they shrimad bhagavatam 11.27.12 shaili darumai lauhi lepya lekhya chasaikati mano mai mani mai pratimashta vidhasmrita the deity form of the lord is said to appear in eight varieties stone wood metal earth paint sand mind or jewels the holy name is the sound incarnation these are the deity in eight forms which we can see but also he can he can incarnate in other ways like in the form of sound so that sound incarnation of the lord is the holy name it is an incarnation of the lord kalikale namarupe krishna avatar it is also explained here नाम रूपे कृष्ण अवतार आदलीला चैतन्य चरितामृत आदलीला चैप्टर 17 टेक्स्ट 22 कलिकाले नाम रूपे कृष्ण अवतार नाम होयते होय सर्व जगत निस्तार इन दिस एज ऑफ कली द होली नेम ऑफ द लॉर्ड द हरे कृष्ण महामंत्र इज द इनकार्नेशन ऑफ लॉर्ड कृष्ण सिंपली बाय चैंटिंग द होली नेम one associates with the lord directly anyone who does this is certainly delivered see so <clears throat> he taught that the holy name of the lord is the sound incarnation of the lord and that since the lord is the absolute whole 
there is no difference between his holy name and his transcendental form thus by chanting the holy name of the lord one can directly associate with the supreme lord by sound vibration okay we haven't shown the abhinnatvan nama namino सीसी चैतन्य चरतामृत मध्यलीला सेवेंटीन डॉट वन हंड्रेड एंड थर्टी थ्री नाम कृष्णश्चैतन्यस विग्रह पूर्ण शुद्धो निमुक्त अभिन्नवान्नामो द होली नेम ऑफ कृष्ण इज ट्रांसनेंटली ब्लिसफुल इट बेस्ट हाउस ऑल स्पिरिचुअल बेनेडिक्शन फॉर इट इज कृष्ण हिमसेल्फ द रेजवर ऑफ ऑल प्लेजर कृष्णज नेम इज कंप्लीट एंड इट इज द फॉर्म ऑफ ऑल ट्रांसनेंटल मेलोज it is not a material name under any condition and it is no less powerful than krishna himself since krishna's name is not contaminated by the material qualities there is no question of its being involved with maya krishna's name is always liberated and spiritual it is never conditioned by the laws of material nature this is because the name of krishna and krishna himself are identical so this is krishna's avatar in the form of sound as one practices chanting the sound vibration one passes through three stages one passes through three stages of development the offensive stage the clearing stage and the transcendental stage so there is a nama aparad nama bhas and shuddha nam in the offensive stage of chanting one may desire all kinds of material happiness but in the second stage one becomes clear of all material contamination when one is situated on the transcendental stage one attains the most coveted position the stage of loving god lord chaitanya taught that this is the highest stage of perfection for human beings this highest stage of perfection prema pumartho mahan we have gone through that right yoga practice is essentially meant for controlling the senses yoga indriya samyama this is i think from the yoga sutras prabhupada always used to quote this yoga indriya samyama that means yoga is meant to control the senses so yoga practice is essentially meant for controlling the senses the central controlling factor of all the senses is the mind therefore one first has to practice controlling the mind by engaging it in krishna consciousness the gross activities of the mind are expressed through the external senses either for the acquisition of knowledge or for the functioning of the senses in according accordance with it, with the will you know you understand this thing do you understand this part of it yoga practice is essentially meant for controlling the senses the central controlling factor of all senses is the mind therefore one first has to practice controlling the mind by engaging in krishna consciousness now the gross activities of the mind are expressed through the external senses either for the acquisition of knowledge the knowledge acquiring senses huh, or for the functioning of the senses in accordance with the will this is the five uh, senses of action so there are 10 senses according to vedic um, literature we have five senses which we all know and in vedic um language we call them knowledge acquiring senses we consider them classify as knowledge acquiring senses and then five working senses 10 senses so the knowledge acquiring senses are the eyes 
the ears the nose the tongue and touch skin so these are the knowledge acquiring sense why are they called knowledge acquiring senses because we acquire knowledge about our surroundings through these senses for example touch we find something is hard or soft by touching it if there is more air in it it is soft if there is no air in it it is hard like sponge has so much pores in it therefore there is a lot of air in it so it is very soft and something hard like a like a like a smartphone or you know a tablet or like bottle you know it is hard that means there is no gap between the the molecules so by touching we can understand so that's one and when we see we understand something more about you know the, the thing that is present around us so in this way we can acquire knowledge about our surroundings through these five senses therefore they are called knowledge acquiring senses the five working senses are hands legs speech the genitals and the anus these are the five working senses to keep the body in order and advance and act on the desires of the mind working senses so that is they they are being referred to here the gross activities of the mind are expressed through the external senses either for the acquisition of knowledge or for the functioning of the senses in accordance with the will the subtle activities of the mind are thinking feeling and willing which are carried out according to one's consciousness either polluted or clear see that this is very nicely very analytically described here the subtle this, these are gross activities um, by the gross body like um, the five knowledge acquiring senses and the five working senses are all in the gross body and then there is thinking feeling and willing these are the subtle activities of the mind which are carried out according to one's consciousness which either polluted or clear which is either polluted or clear so in clear consciousness one acts in certain way in polluted consciousness and according to the degree of pollution one will act in various different ways mode of goodness passion and ignorance these are all different grades of pollution and clear consciousness is even rising above the satvagun even even the mode of goodness so if one's minds sorry if one's mind is fixed on krishna his name qualities form pastimes entourage and paraphernalia all one's activities both subtle and gross become favorable the bhagavad gita's process of purifying consciousness is the process of fixing one's mind on krishna by talking of his transcendental activities cleansing his temple going to his temple seeing the beautiful transcendental form of the lord nicely decorated hearing his transcendental glories tasting food offered to him associating with his devotees smelling the flowers and tulsi leaves offered to him engaging in activities of activities for the lord's interest becoming angry at those who are malicious toward devotees etc so these are explained in different verses like the ambarish maharaj verse we will take out that verse and then there are the radha verses by narottam das thakur as well krishna ka kama krishna karma arpane like that uh, we will take out what is that yeah shrimad bhagavatam ambarish maharaj ninth canto fourth chapter 18th through 20th verses savai mana krishna padara vindayor vacham sivai kuntha gunanu varnane 
करौहरेर्मंदिमाजनादिषु श्रुति चकाराच्युत सत्कोद मुकुंदलिंगालयदर्शने दृशौ तद्भृत्यगात्रस्पर्शेगसंगम घ्राण चत्दसरोजसौरभे श्रीमत्तुसारसना तदर्ते पादरे क्षेत्रपदासर्पणे शिरो ऋषिकेशपदाभिवंदने काम चेन तो काम काम्यया यथोत्तम श्लोक जनाश्रयारति Maharaj Ambarish always engaged his mind in meditating upon the lotus feet of Krishna his words in describing the glories of the lord his hands in cleansing the lord's temple and his ears in hearing the words spoken by Krishna or about Krishna he engaged his eyes in seeing the deity of Krishna Krishna's temples and Krishna's places like Mathura and Vrindavan he engaged his sense of touch in touching the body of the lord's devotees he engaged his sense of smell in smelling the fragrance of tulsi offered to the lord and he engaged his tongue in tasting the lord's prasad He engaged his legs in walking to the holy places and temples of the Lord, his head in bowing down before the Lord, and all his desires in serving the Lord twenty-four hours a day. So all his desires means what? Sometimes anger, sometimes you know, um, you know, <clears throat> what is that? Greed, everything he offered it to the Lord. Hmm. So greedy for Krishna's service and anger against the devotees. I mean, anger against the people who. commit offense to against the lord or his devotees like that a maharaj ambarish never desired anything for his own sense gratification he engaged all his senses in devotional service in various engagements related to the lord this is the way to increase attachment for the lord and be completely free from all material desires so that is what is um, advocated by sri chaitanya mahaprabhu also <coughs> no one can bring the activities of the mind and senses to a stop but one can purify these activities through a change in consciousness this change is indicated in the bhagavad gita 2.39 where krishna tells arjuna of the knowledge of yoga whereby one can work without fruitive results o son of pritha when you act in such knowledge you can free yourself from the bondage of works let's go to 239 eshate bhihita sankhe buddhir yoge tvimam shrinu बुद्ध्यायुक्तो यार्थ कर्मबंधम प्रहास्यसी दस फॉर आई हैव डिस्क्राइब दिस नॉलेज टू यू थ्रू एनालिटिकल स्टडी नाउ लिसन एज आई एक्सप्लेन इट इन एक्सप्लेन इट इन टर्म्स ऑफ वर्किंग विद आउट फ्रूथ रिजल्ट ओ सन ऑफ प्रिथा वेन यू एक्ट इन सच नॉलेज यू कैन फ्री योर सेल्फ फ्रॉम द बॉन्डेज ऑफ वर्कस दिस इज बुद्धि योगा O son of Pritha. Okay, this we have read. A human being is sometimes restricted in sense gratification due to certain circumstances, such as disease, like diabetes. Then he cannot eat sweets and all that. He will, he is restricted because of disease. But such prescriptions are for the less intelligent. Without knowing the actual process by which the mind and senses can be controlled, less intelligent men may try to stop the mind and senses by force. but ultimately they given to them and are carried away by the waves of sense gratification so those who uncontrollable senses and uh, they are asked to forcefully you know like for example a diabetes patient is forcefully asked not to eat any any more sweets but the craving for sweet still remains so therefore it is said but such prescriptions are for the less intelligent Our principle is विषयावर्तंते निराहारस्य देहिना रसवर्जम रसोप्यस्य परं दृष्ट्वा निवर्तते by giving a higher taste 
you see by giving a higher taste of consciousness one can give up all these lower states of consciousness the embodied soul may be restricted from sense enjoyment though the taste for sense objects remains but seizing such engagements by experiencing a higher taste um, he is fixed in consciousness see that is a uh, that is our process by by giving something higher higher taste <coughs> So without knowing the actual process by which the mind and senses can be controlled, less intelligent men may try to stop the mind and senses by force, but ultimately they give in to them and are carried away by the waves of sense gratification. The eight principles of Sankhya Yoga, observing the regulative principles, following the rules, practicing the various sitting postures, performing the breathing exercises, withdrawing one's senses from the sense objects, etc. are meant for those who are too much engrossed in the bodily conception of life. This is the Ashtanga Yoga system. This is meant for those who are too gross, I mean too much engrossed in the bodily conception of life. The intelligent man situated in Krishna consciousness does not try to forcibly stop his senses from acting. Rather, he engages his senses in the service of Krishna. No one can stop a child from playing by leaving him inactive. Rather, the child can be stopped from engaging in nonsense by being engaged in superior activities. Now a child, if he is causing so much mischief, if you ask him to sit down and no, don't move. He will do that for a minute, but after that he will run again. So that's not a that's not an effective way of stopping him. But that active nature of the child has to be um, channeled uh, positively, and that energy of the child, if it is engaged for doing some constructive superior work, uh, that is much better. So that is our process. That is devotional service. Instead of trying to stop everything, like the Mayavadis, they want to stop every activity. That is for the, you know, it's a very imperfect way to control. And like the naughty child, they will resume again the material activities. Because they don't have higher information of better activities, which is devotional service. So that is being explained here. No one can stop a child from playing by leaving him inactive. Rather, the child can be stopped from engaging in nonsense by being engaged in superior activities. Similarly, the forceful restraint of sense activities by the eight principles of yoga is recommended for inferior men. Superior men being engaged in the superior activities of Krishna consciousness naturally retire from the inferior activities of material existence. This is explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam. The intelligent men, you see, the superior men, this is explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Sumedhasaha, 11. 5.32 Krishna Varnam Dvishakrishnam Sangopangastra Parshadam Yajnaihi Sankirtan Aprayair Yajantihi Sumedhasaha In the age of Kali, intelligent persons perform congregational chanting to worship the incarnation of Godhead who constantly sings the names of Krishna. Although his com- complexion is not blackish, he is Krishna himself. He is accompanied by his associates, servants, weapons and confidential companions. So this is referring to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, intelligent persons, that's what I wanted to show. Perform congregational chanting to worship the incarnation of Godhead. So this is intelligent persons, the superior persons. <coughs> the inferior people, maybe, um, they need this Ashtanga Yoga system. Very, very laborious. Aruhya Krichrena Parampadam Tataha. 
In this way, Lord Chaitanya teaches the science of Krishna consciousness. That science is absolute. Dry mental speculators try to restrain themselves from material attachment. But it is generally found that the mind is too strong to be controlled and that it drags them down to sensual activities. See, a person in Krishna consciousness does not run this risk. One therefore has to engage one's mind and senses in Krishna conscious activities. And Lord Chaitanya teaches one how to do this in practice. Now, actually, there is this triangle which you know usually is um, described by the materialists. The triangle is uh, good. What is that? Good, fast, and easy. Good, fast, and cheap. Yeah. Good, fast, and cheap. There's a triangle. Now, if something has to be, this is usually the business model. Like, if they want to, they say like this: If you want something good and want it fast, you can't have it cheap. You have to pay. If you want something good and cheap, then you can't have it fast. And if you want something cheap and fast, it can't be good. There's always some trade-off there. One of them you have to give up. So if you want all, you can't have it all usually. But this uh, process that is given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is good, it's cheap, it's fast. I mean, it's the best. It's better than even those expensive. What is what is? Let's translate these things. Good, the best. That means the highest limits of devotional service, which is Radha Krishna love, that is being offered, and fast. In this one human life, which is in the Kali Yuga, so short of a time, Prayana Alpayusha Sabhya. In this Kali Yuga, where the lifetime of human being is maximum 100 years, and that also is not being seen very often. In that short lifespan, one can achieve this complete perfection fast. It is good. I mean, it's not just good. It is best. Radha Krishna love. I mean, that conjugal love, which is brought by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the best. It is fast and it's cheap. Cheap in the sense how much you have to pay. For example, in other systems of yoga, you have to undertake this, you know, this Ashtanga yoga, for example. You have to have all this. First of all, you have to go to the forest and you have to take so much trouble. The tapasya is intense. That is the payment you do. So there's a lot of expense, lot of sacrifice that has to be done to get even to just impersonal realization. But here it is so cheap just open the mouth and chant Hare Krishna and that's it and just some four regulative principles which are which are not real tapasya it is just a normal healthy life you know principles for healthy life even materially and mentally of course spiritually also so it's very simple things and so the price the sacrifice that we have to do price means expensive or cheap how we define 
how much money we have to sacrifice to get something right that's a sacrifice so how much this sankirtan yagya the sacrifice of sankirtan is so cheap we just have to open our mouth krite yadhyayato vishnu ha tretayam yajato makhaih dvapare paricharyayam kalau taddhari kirtanat this is the verse 12352 of shrimad bhagavatam whatever result was obtained in satya yuga by meditating on vishnu you know meditating on vishnu means not just 20 20000 years maybe sometimes there are actually like the sutapan prashni they meditated for 12000 years valmiki meditated for 60000 years and likewise we have so many examples there like that they meditated for very very long thousands and thousands of years uh, so whatever result was obtained in satya yuga by meditating on vishnu in treta yuga by performing sacrifices and in dwapara yuga by serving the lord's lotus feet can be obtained in kali yuga simply by chanting the hari krishna mahamantra how cheap how less of a sacrifice we have actually have to make in order to get this highest benefit what chaitanya mahaprabhu brought not even the other incarnations brought this none even krishna's own incarnations they did not bring the topmost love, limits of radha krishna love so that highest thing and he is offering at such a low price and very fast we can attain perfection by this process so all three are checked all three are achievable in one go there's no trade off it's win 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 situation you know still you know we are so horrible this is our position you know यन्नामधेयं रियमाण आतुरः पतंस्खलन् वा विवशो गृणन् भूमान् विमुक्तकर्मार्गल उत्तमां गतिं प्राप्नोति यक्ष्यन्ति नतं कलौ जनाः terrified about to die a man collapses on his bed although his voice is faltering and he is hardly conscious of what he is saying if he utters the holy name of the supreme lord he can be freed from the reaction of his fruitive work and achieve the supreme destination but still people in the age of kali will not worship the supreme lord and mukundamala stotra has few verses like that i've showed this few times श्रीनाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्रीकृष्णभक्त प्रियचक्रपाणे श्रीपद्मनाभाच्युतकैटभारे श्रीराम पद्माक्ष हरे मुरारे अनंतवैकुंठमुकुंदकृष्ण गोविंद दामोदर माधवेति वक्त समर्थोपी न वक्ति कचिद अहो जनाख्यम O Shrinath Narayan Vasudeva Divine Krishna O friend of the devotees Chakrapani Padmanabha Achyuta Kaitabhari Rama Padmaksha Hari Murari Ananta Vaikuntha Mukunda Krishna Govinda Damodar Madhava although all people can address you by chanting those names still they remain silent just see how eager they are for their own peril huh आश्चर्यमेतमुष्यलोकेषम पिबंती 
नामानि नारायण गोचराणि त्यक्वाच कुहका पठंती द ग्रेटेस्ट वंडर इन ह्यूमन सोसाइटी इज दिस पीपल आर सो इनकोरेजबल दट दे रिजेक्ट द लाइफ गिविंग नेक्टर ऑफ लॉर्ड नारायण नेम्स एंड इंस्टेड ड्रिंक पॉइजन बाय स्पीकिंग एवरीथिंग एल्स कृष्णा सेट सर्वधर्मान परित्यज्य हेयर देशे सुधाम परित्यज्य दैट नेक्टर ऑफ कृष्णा परित्यज्य कृष्णा सेंग गिव अप एवरीथिंग सर्वधर्मान परित्यज्य माम एकम शरणम ब्रज गिव अप ऑल द पॉइजन यू विच यू हैव एक्सेप्टेड एज रिलीजन एंड एक्सेप्ट द नेक्टर ऑफ माई लोटस फीट हेयर दे आर रिजेक्टिंग द नेक्टर सुधाम परित्यज्य विषम पिबंती पॉइजन दे आर एक्सेप्टिंग नामानि नारायण गोचराणी त्यक्वाच कुहका पठंती कुहका मीन्स इज रोग्स पठंती मीन्स दे स्टडी एंड रिसाइट एंड अनदर वर्स श्रीमनाम प्रोच्य नारायणाख्यम कें प्रापुर्वांचित पापिनोपी हान पूर्व वाक्वृत्ता तस्न प्राप्त गर्भवासादिदुखम वाट पर्सन इवन इफ मोस्ट सिंफुल हेज एवर सेड अलाउड द ब्लेसड नेम नारायण एंड फेल टू फुलफिल इज डिजायर्स वेर इज दट पर्सन हू हेज फेल टू फुलफिल इज डिजायर्स इवन इफ यू बी द मोस्ट सिंफुल वेन यू चैंड द नेम ऑफ नारायण But alas, we never used our power of speech in that way, and so we had to suffer such miseries as living in a womb. In our last life, in our previous lives, we never used our speech in that way by chanting the holy name of Krishna. And therefore, we have to, we had to go through the miseries of living in the womb of a mother. And vasadi dukham, garbha vasadi dukham. Once you have lied down in the womb of a mother, that means you're going to take birth. and then go through all the punarapi jananam punarapi maranam punarapi janani jathare shayanam ihasam sare bahudustare kripaya pare pahi murare shankaracharya himself is singing very nicely to krishna he is saying that punarapi jananam punarapi maranam repeatedly we are taking birth repeatedly we are dying and punarapi janani jathare shayanam we are living in the womb of the next mother again repeated cycle we are doing this iha samsare bahudustare it is this sansara this material world is so difficult to overcome impossible to overcome this sansara only one way kripaya apare pahimurare kripaya apare means the unlimitedly merciful supreme lord is calling out to him pahi murare pahi means save me murari save me only you can pick me up from this ocean of danger otherwise it's impossible to come out of this waves of birth and death and lying in the mother's womb and all these things is a too much hmm. so this is the prayer this way another another verse let's see 15 and 16 also of about the holy name हे लोकाश्रुणुत प्रसूतिमरण व्याधेशिकित्सा मोग सुदाहनो याम याज्ञवल्क्यादर्ज्योतिरमेयमेकमृत कृष्णाख्यमापीयता 
तत्पीतम परमौषधम वितनुते निर्वाणमात्यंतिकम ओ पीपल प्लीज हियर ऑफ दिस ट्रीटमेंट फॉर द डिजीज ऑफ बर्थ एंड डेथ इट इज द नेम ऑफ कृष्णा recommended by yagyamalkya and other expert yogis steeped in wisdom this boundless eternal inner light is the best medicine for when drunk it bestows complete and final liberation just drink it just do it you know like nike just drink it <laughs> next 16th verse he martyah paramam hitam shrunutavo vakshami sankshepata संसारावदुर्मीबुला सम्यक् प्रवेश स्थितानाज्ञानमेतसी नमो नारायणाएतम मंत्र स प्रणव प्रणाम सहित प्रवर्तयध्वमु ओ मॉटल बीइंग्स यू हैव सबमर्ज्ड योरसेल्फ्स फुल्ली इन द ओशन of material existence which is filled with the waves of misfortune please hear as i briefly tell you how to attain your supreme benefit just put aside your various attempts of at gaining knowledge and instead begin constantly chanting the mantra om namo narayanaya and bowing down to the lord of course in our case the, the mantra that we have been given is hare krishna mahamantra so we have to constantly chant this and the chanting of the holy name is so auspicious shatru chhedaika mantram sakalam upanishad vakya sampujya mantram samsaro chhedita mantram samuchita tamasah sangha niryana mantram sarvaishwaryaika mantram vyasana bhujaga sandashta santrana mantram jihve shri krishna mantram जप जप सतत जन्म साफल्य मंत्र ओ टंग प्लीज कॉन्स्टेंटली चांद द मंत्र कंपोज ऑफ श्री कृष्णज नेम्स दिस इज द ओनली मंत्र फॉर डिस्ट्रॉइंग ऑल एनिमीज द मंत्र वर्शिप बाय एवरी वर्ड ऑफ द उपनिषद्स द मंत्र दट अप्रूट समसार द मंत्र दट ड्राइव्स अवे ऑल डार्कनेस ऑफ इग्नोरेंस द मंत्र फॉर अटेनिंग इन्फिनेट ऑपुलेंस द मंत्र फॉर क्योरिंग दोज बिटन बाय द पॉइजनस स्नेक ऑफ वर्ल्ड डिस्ट्रेस एंड द मंत्र फॉर मेकिंग वंस बर्थ इन दिस वर्ल्ड सक्सेसफुल just by chanting how much is the payment very very low payment that's why another verse from mukundamala stotra this is like a collection of all the verses from mukundamala stotra about holy name actually there are more 41st verse 40th verse all are holy name this is 51st verse alamalamalameka praninam patakanam nirasana vishaye ya krishna krishneti vani यदि भवति मुकुंदे भक्तिरानंद सांद्रा करतलकलिता मोक्ष साम्राज्य लक्ष्मी बाय दमसेल्फ्स द वर्ड्स कृष्णा कृष्णा आर सफिशिएंट टू ड्राइव अवे द सिंस ऑफ ऑल लिविंग बीइंग्स एनीवन हु पोजेसेस डिवोशन फॉर लॉर्ड मुकुंदा दैट इज densely imbued with ecstasy holds in the palms of his hands the gifts of liberation worldly influence and wealth <clears throat> hmm you see and then 40 let's go to 40 
this is also about the names anyway you, you get the point see the price is very cheap never has it been this cheap there's a special offer now you can get the best thing fast and cheap the golden age is 10,000 years limited time offer limited period and we have to take it up now we don't know next time when we take birth where we will take birth we don't know there's so much uncertainty now that we have chance grab it grab it hmm? so in this way so lord chaitanya teaches the signs of krishna consciousness that science is absolute. Dry mental speculators try to restrain themselves from material attachment, but it is generally found that the mind is too strong to be controlled and that it drags them down to sensual activities, where it is stated. We will go to this verse. Srimad Bhagavatam. Canto 4. Chapter 22. Verse 39. pankaja palasha vilasa bhaktya Karmashayam grathitam udgrathayanti santaha Tadvanna riktamatayo yatayopi ruddhasroto ganastamaranam bhajavasudevam. The devotees who are always engaged in the service of the toes of the lotus feet of the Lord can very easily overcome hard knotted desires for fruitive activities. Because this is very difficult, the non-devotees, the jnanis and yogis, although trying to stop the waves of sense gratification, cannot do so. The devotees can easily give up. The non-devotees, even jnanis and yogis, although trying to stop the waves of sense gratification, cannot do so. Therefore, you are advised to engage in the devotional service of Krishna, the son of Vasudeva. This is the easiest process to control the senses. That's why it is said here, you see, dry mental speculators try to restrain themselves from material attachment, but it is generally found that the mind is too strong to be controlled and that it drags them down to sensual activities. A person in Krishna consciousness does not run this risk. This is the verse just now we saw. One therefore has to engage one's mind and senses in Krishna conscious activities and Lord Chaitanya teaches one how to do this in practice. Apanyachari Prabhu Jivera Shikshaya How much is left? Okay. Before accepting sannyas, the renounced order, Lord Chaitanya was known as Vishwambhar. The word Vishwambhar refers to one who maintains the entire universe and who leads all living entities Vishwambhara one who maintains or holds the entire universe this, this maintainer and leader appeared as Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya hmm? he appeared as Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya to give humanity these sublime teachings Lord Chaitanya is the ideal teacher of life's prime necessities He is the most munificent bestower of love of Krishna. Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratvishenamaha Namo Mahavadanyaya means the most munificent incarnation who is giving love of Krishna freely. He is the complete reservoir of all mercies and good fortune. As confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, the Mahabharata and the Upanishads, 
he is the supreme personality of godhead krishna himself and he is worshipable by everyone in this age of disagreement in in this kaliyuga everybody is in disagreement in disagreement that is why it's called kali kali means quarrel disagreement hmm so as confirmed in shrimad bhagavatam bhagavad gita mahabharat and upanishads he is a supreme personality of godhead chaitanya mahaprabhu means shrimad bhagavatam we have just seen 11532 bhagavad gita satatam kirtayantu mam sankirtan yagya is and japa yagyasmi the chanting of the holy name is the supreme and chaitanya mahaprabhu came to practically demonstrate that mahabharat wherein mahabharat uh, in the uh, vishnu sahasranama सुवर्णवर्ण हेमांगो वरंगश्चंदनांगदी संसकृत्मशा निष्ठा शांतिपरायण दिस् इज फ्रम द बृहन विष्णुसहस्रनाम एंड दिस इज एक्चुअली रेफरिंग टू चैतन्य महाप्रभु एंड उपनिषद्स ऑल्सो इन द कलिसंतरण उपनिषद एवरीवेयर द चैंटिंग एंड द इनकानेशन ऑफ चैतन्य महाप्रभु आर इंडिकेटेड सो मच रेफरेंस देर इज वैदिक रेफरेंस टू द एडवेंट ऑफ चैतन्य महाप्रभु बींग द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉडहेड everyone can join in his sankirtan movement no previous qualification is necessary just by following his teachings anyone can become a perfect human being if a person is fortunate enough to be attracted by lord chaitanya he is sure to be successful in his life's mission in other words those who are interested in attaining spiritual existence can easily be released from the clutches of maya by the grace of lord chaitanya the teachings presented in this book are non different from the lord the teachings are non different from the lord the conditioned soul engrossed in the bodily material body increases the pages of history <laughs> increases the pages of history by all kinds of material activities the teachings of lord chaitanya can help the members of human society stop such unnecessary and temporary activities and be elevated to the topmost platform of spiritual activities which begin after liberation from material bondage such liberated activities in krishna consciousness constitute the goal of human perfection prema pumartho mahan the false prestige one acquires by attempting to dominate material nature is illusory illuminating knowledge can be acquired by studying the teachings of lord chaitanya and by such knowledge one can advance in spiritual existence everyone has to suffer or enjoy the fruits of his activity no one can check the laws of material nature that govern such things as long as one is engaged in fruitive activity one is sure to be baffled in the attempt to attain the ultimate goal of life i sincerely hope that by understanding the teachings of lord chaitanya presented in this book shri chaitanya charitamrita human society will experience a new light of spiritual life which will open the field of activity for the pure soul om tat sat ac bhaktivedanta swami march 14th 1968 the birthday of lord chaitanya shri shri radha krishna temple new york new york united states so this is the preface for this um chaitanya charitamrita there's a lot of this is the biggest treasure even more than shrimad bhagavatam and this was shri bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur's favorite book chaitanya charitamrita all right so we will take questions now
first by Amar Reddy. What is what does it mean by abandon all kinds of religions? Is it means Hindu, Muslim, Christian, or something else? All nomenclature um, and also all materially motivated religions, especially materially motivated religion. So they uh, they come under this all this you know different nomenclature. So this Hindu, Muslim, Christianity. If we think they are different religions like this, if I identify myself as a Muslim or a Christian or a Hindu. That's actually not a good understanding at all of religion. Religion means we are eternally parts and parcels of Krishna and we have to serve him. That's it. But if I'm thinking I'm part of I'm this religion, I'm that religion, that is wrong. So real religion means unconditional surrender, unconditional engagement in Krishna's service. That is explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.6 सवै पुंसा परो धर्मो यतो भक्तिर्धोक्षजे अहैतुक्य प्रतिहता ययात्मा सुप्रसीदती द सुप्रीम ऑक्युपेशन और धर्म फॉर ऑल ह्यूमैनिटी इज दैट बाय व्हिच मैन कैन अटेन टू लविंग डिवोशनल सर्विस अंडर द ट्रांसेंडेंट लॉर्ड सच डिवोशनल सर्विस मस्ट बी अनमोटिवेटेड एंड अनइंटरप्टेड टू कंप्लीटली सैटिस्फाई द सेल्फ नाउ इफ यू टेक एनी अदर नॉमिनक्लेचर इफ आई थिंक इफ आई थिंक आई एम अ हिंदू एंड मे बी इवन इफ आई माय होल लाइफ आई एम हिंदू sometimes they change from hindu to muslim or christian or or from christian to muslim or muslim to hindu or whatever they may change so that is not uninterrupted it is interrupted there and even if the whole life one does not change after death what is the religion maybe if, if he becomes a muslim man how or if he becomes a christian or if he becomes an animal what is his religion now so these nomenclatures will be interrupted and they are motivated but uninterrupted unmotivated means even one is an animal his relationship with krishna as an eternal servant does not change that is actual dharma sanatana dharma it can never be taken away from the living entity that identification that jeevar swarup hoy krishner nitya das the eternal servant of krishna that can never be taken away from the identity of the devotee <coughs> that is real identity of devotee and the real activity of devotee is to engage in devotional service every other nomenclature and every other materially motivated this is ex- um described in shrimad bhagavatam as kaitava dharma dharma projhita kaitava atra paramo nirmatsaranam satam see completely rejecting all religious activities which are materially motivated this bhagavat puran propounds the highest truth which is understandable by those devotees who are fully pure in heart kaitava dharma means materially motivated religion hmm to get some material benediction in return so all that sarva dharman parityaj give up all that surrender unto me without reservation because that actually is real religion next question by bhaktin ugheshwari may i know will krishna take away a pure surrendered souls wealth opulence family and all sorts of attachments in this material world and make that soul fully dependent and rely upon the lord lord's feet well for advanced devotees yes and especially if one is advancing sincerely but at the same time he is materially attached so for them the lord does this canto 10 chapter 88 text 5 sorry not 5 8 
श्री भगवान उवाच यहाँ हरिषेतनम शन तथो धनम त्यजंत्यस्य स्वचना दुख दुखित द पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हिट सैर इफ आई एस्पेशली फेवर सम वन आई ग्रेजुअली डिप्राइव हिम ऑफ हिज वेल्थ देन द रिलेटिव्स एंड फ्रेंड्स ऑफ सच पॉवर्टी स्ट्रिकन मैन अबैंडन हिम इन दिस वे ही सफर्स वन डिस्ट्रेस आफ्टर अनादर वाट एपन्स आफ्टर दैट सयदावितोद्योगो निर्विण सैधने हया मत्परा मैत्र करिष्ये मदनुग्रह When he becomes frustrated in his attempts to make money and instead befriends my devotees, I bestow my special mercy upon him. Next verse: Tad Brahma Paramam Sukshmam Chinmatram Sadanantakam Vigyayatmata Yadhiraha Samsarat Parimuchyate. A person who has thus become sober fully realizes the absolute as the highest truth, the most subtle and perfect manifestation of spirit, the transcendental existence without end. In this way, realizing that the supreme truth is the foundation of his own existence, he is freed from the cycle of material life. So eventually, he will get us out of the material world in this way. But um, there are examples like uh, Prahlad Maharaj, Dhruv Maharaj, where he gave the opulence to them, even though they did not want it, um, to show that a devotee, when he can handle such opulence, then he will give. Um, when he sees that a devotee is he wants to advance but at the same time he is attached to acquiring more and more wealth and all these thing attachments so sometimes it takes away all that uh, when he sees that he cannot handle or some something like that what is what is what it means to be able to handle or not be able to handle that means after acquiring the wealth will that person still be as serious as in krishna consciousness as he was in sudama vipras case he was that's why krishna gave him because he could handle it handle it means his intensity of devotional service did not change usually what happens bhogaishwarya prasaktanam taya pahrata chetasam vyavasayatmika buddhir huh? what is that <laughs> i have mixed up two verses 244 व्यवसायात्मिका बुद्धि समाधौ न विधीयते या सो यू सी इन द माइंड्स ऑफ दोज हु आर टू अटैच टू सेंस एंजॉयमेंट एंड मेटीरियल ऑपुलेंस एंड हु आर बीवल्ड बाय सच थिंग्स द रेजोल्यू डिटर्मिनेशन फॉर डिवोशनल सर्विस टू द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड डज नॉट टेक प्लेस सो एंड कुंती देवी ऑल्सो सेज दैट श्रीमद्भागवतम वन एट ट्वेंटी सिक्स जन्मैश्वर्यश्रुतश्रीभिर्धाइवाहत्यभिधाइवाहत्यभिधाइवाहत्यभिधाइवाहत्यभिधाइवाहत्यभिधाइवाहत्यभिधाइवाहत्यभ
now you become the king and you rule until the end of the manu and you know teach everybody god conscious he made him a king and you know how opulent he was after that so in this way the lord can give yes but when he sees that yes our devotion for him will not wane in fact with that added opulence the devotee will increase his devotion for example prabhupada went with 40 rupees in his pocket to america on a ship on a freighter and he went there and then after that as he got more and more money he increased he set up the book trust he started temples you know he built temples in india 108 temples all over the world printed millions and millions of books so the more money he got the more he engaged in krishna's service the more festivals were you know arranged everything so this is spiritual opulence lakshmi in the service of narayan engaging lakshmi in the service of narayan but if i get lakshmi and i become ravana mentality oh yeah you see i got by krishna's mercy i got this wealth now i want to enjoy i will have immediately i will have a bigger car a better house everything uh, uh, then oh this ravana you want to become ravana i won't allow you to become ravana take away all the take away the sita okay you become akinchana gocharam you become my devotee so the lord is very merciful he does not want us to become like ravana he want us to become like hanuman when he hanuman opened his chest sita and ram were inside so he want us to see sita and ram together that means lakshmi must be used in narayan service if we can do that yes he will give the benediction lakshmi will bless us otherwise no but actually that is also blessing is still blessing actually one cannot handle the lakshmi if you go in the ravan mentality yeah this better not become ravan krishna will not allow us to become ravan if we are devo- in devotional service so that's the whole point next question by amar reddy in bhagavatam where exactly vyasa maharshi mentioned about three forms of vishnu and they originate from krishna not in the prabhupad purport well actually uh this is not mentioned very clearly in the bhagavatam you see this whole science is ex- especially mentioned in the chaitanya charitamrita and in the brahma samhita actually brahma samhita clearly mentions this brahma samhita if you take out this verse that's why chaitanya mahaprabhu considered a, a, a very important jewel for vaishnavas this brahma samhita because it contains the truths of all these uh, aspects of philosophy so if you see especially the next one yasya ikanishvasita kalam athavalambya jivanti loma vilaja jagadandanatha विष्णुर् महान्स इह यस्य कला विशेषो गोविन्दमादि पुरुषं तमहं भजामि ब्रह्मांड अदर लॉर्ड्स ऑफ द मंडेन वर्ल्ड्स अपीयरिंग फ्रॉम द पोर्स ऑफ हेयर ऑफ महाविष्णु रिमेन अलाइव एज लॉन्ग एज द ड्यूरेशन ऑफ वन एक्सलेशन ऑफ द लैटर महाविष्णु आई एडोर द प्राइमेवल लॉर्ड गोविंद ऑफ हूज सब्जेक्टिव पर्सनालिटी महाविष्णु इज द पोर्शन ऑफ पोर्शन कला विशेष कला मींस व्हाट व्हाट इज दैट कला विशेष particular plenary portion or expansion is coming from so there is one mention though in shrimad bhagavatam one 
All the above mentioned incarnations are either plenary portions or portions of or the plenary portions of the Lord, but Lord Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. All of them appear on planets wherever there is a disturbance created by the atheists. The Lord incarnates to protect the theists. So, in this way, there are so many references to this that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead even he is the source of the incarnations even the Purushavataras Purushavatar means this Mahavishnu but Krishna is in the Goloka Vrindavan in the spiritual world Mahavishnu is in the material world so he expanded into Krishna from Krishna the expansion of Balram comes and from Balram the expansion of Chaturvyuha Vasudeva Sankarshan Pradyumna Aniruddha from that Sankarshan comes then Adi Narayana and then from that Narayan, there will be a second quadruple expansion that is Chaturvyuha, which is Vasudeva Sankarshan Pradyumna Aniruddha. From that Sankarshan comes the Mahavishnu. And actually, from that Sankarshan comes all other Narayana forms in the spiritual world and also the Mahavishnu in the material world. And from Mahavishnu, then Garbhodagasaya Vishnu, then Shirodagasaya Vishnu. In that way, he makes these three different entrances. And that's how the Vishnu and all the incarnations come through the Shirodagasaya Vishnu usually. But when Krishna comes, all these incarnations merge with him. This is all explained in even greater detail in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Very, very technical, very detailed. All from Vedic references as well. <clears throat> the next question by Krishna Priya Mataji. Prabhuji, it is said we don't carry either, we don't bring to this land anything, then why people around us are so proudish for what they have and all? It is because of Ahankar. They explain in the 327. Well, these are actually not questions that are related to the topic. Prakrite kriya manani gunai karmani sarvashaha ahankara vimudhatma kartaham mitimanyate. The spirit soul bewildered by the influence of false ego thinks himself the doer of activities. Kartaham itimanyate. He thinks. So, thinks himself the doer of activities that are in actuality carried out by the three modes of material nature. So, he thinks he is the doer, that's why. Nothing is ours, but we, this is the illusion, Maya. We think it is ours. And they're proud. And they're proud. You know, that is called Kartaham, false ego. And to get rid of that, we have to become devotee and take shelter of the spiritual master and devotees. Next question, Bhakta Subramanyam. Prabhu, regarding rejecting things unfavorable to devotional service, how can a person attempt to practice Krishna consciousness in a household where there is atheism or mayavad? How is it practically possible to reject such family being financially dependent on such people? Well, Prahlad Maharaj was financially dependent on Hiranyakashipu, who was an atheist. And he was being taken care of by so-called by Hiranyakashipu, but actually by the Supreme Lord. So, if you are young, if you are still a minor, yes, you have, you still have to be there with your family. And one have to just tolerate all the onslaughts. So, that is the only thing. And keep association of devotees. Basically, 
the like now you are attending these sessions so you are associating with devotees so automatically you are not associating with the non devotees so replace the association by reading prabhupada's books even when i was um a minor at the time still uh of course i was financially independent uh, financially dependent and when i went home when i in my semester holidays i was studying in singapore and when i went home i was always reading prabhupada's books always a whole day i'll be just reading prabhupada's books and yeah sometimes the family members some of them were not happy about it um but just like we may not be happy with them they may not be happy with us these things happen how to i mean we just have to live with it and wait for the time when we can be independent and prepare our mind to actually join the krishna consciousness movement when we are actually ready when we are actually a major especially otherwise there will be so many legal implications that are involved so after one becomes a major at least 18 years old then you know one can make that decision and join up full time we made that decision of course we were guided by the devotee um, sundagopal prabhu actually um guided us very nicely and we we take took to this full time so if you can take that take to it full time that's the best so prepare your mind in the meantime for that and um, surrender so that's that's what i can say if you don't have a a uh, wife children everything then think of becoming a brahmachari that's very important even if you you know would have a family later on that doesn't matter first experience the life of a brahmachari and if you can stay brahmachari whole life that's the best that's the best um, but at least whatever it is one must go through brahmachari life then one can really become strong especially he has to live in the temple and you know get trained up properly so wait for that time until then practice on your own chanting 16 rounds and try to cook yourself prasadam you know and try to maintain good relations with your family don't fight too much otherwise things can go off track it'll become very difficult to live because you're going to live with them you can fight one day and then the next day after that you're still going to live with them right so you can't really you know uh, make a make a big hoo ha stay with them and practice your own on your own and then wait for the time where krishna will you know give open the door <coughs> for more involved for more involvement in krishna consciousness all right so next question by bhakta virendra is it chetana charitamrita verse lecture well today we did preface we will go through introduction which is actually a compilation of five part lecture by uh sri prabhupad that is the introduction we will go through that and then only we will start the verses next question by bhaktin pooja what is the difference between narayan vishnu and krishna well basically no difference but krishna is the source of vishnu and narayan as well but there's no difference in 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 the power all are same deeparchare vahidashantaram abhyupetya deepayate vivrita hetu samana dharma ஒன்னும் 
as the original candle but there is one candle which actually was the origin of all other candles so in that way krishna is the origin of even all other vishnu tattvas that example is given in the brahma samhita next question by bhakta virendra attentive and pure chanting has the potency to transform sadhak into pure devotee what is the difference between sadhak and bhakta well no it's not proper attentive and pure chanting no attentive chanting may not yet be pure chanting you know pure chanting is on a different level when one actually becomes a pure devotee then he can do pure chanting you see attentive chanting is what we should do and what we should uh, attempt to do all the time but pure chanting is not just attentive chanting it is in pure love of godhead uh, when we are chanting attentively even if we are chanting attentively it may not be in pure love of godhead yet uh, so anyway you are saying that has the potency to transform a sadhak into a devotee see a sadhak is also a devotee sadhak means one who is doing a sadhana or regulative devotional service he is also a devotee kanishtha and when he becomes pure love of godhead pure uh, chanting that is that that's when he becomes uttamadhikari so that's the difference both are bhaktas one is kanishtha bhakta kanishtha adhikari one is uttamadhikari next question by bhakta virendra why did vedavyas not mention the name radhika in the entire shrimad bhagavat puran actually he indirectly mentioned it uh, what is the verse number i think 10 2118 or something like that 10 i forgot the verse number he mentioned it in an indirect manner but he did not mention shukadev goswami if he would have mentioned radha as a name he would have gone into ecstasy and he wouldn't be able to even continue and also radha's name is so confidential that even the bhagavatam has only indirect reference to her actually is referring to her only what is the verse number can someone someone help me with the number in the comments so that i can actually take it out because we have a lot more questions i don't want to spend time searching for that especially do we have um i'll wait for that number in the meanwhile we'll go to the next question all right <clears throat> bhakta subramanian hari krishna prabhu i don't think i'm qualified to ask this question but nevertheless are all rasas with which one associate with the lord have equal significance if so then why is it mentioned that madhurya ras is the highest mode of worship actually for the particular devotee his particular relationship will be the sweetest to him okay we have the source okay we'll come back to this question we'll have we have the source here 103028 thank you very much for that 103028 अनयाराधितो नूनम भगवान हरिश्वर यो विहाय गोविंद प्रीतोयाम अनयद्रहराधित अनया मीन्स बाय हर आराधित पर्फेक्टली वर्शिप आराधित सो एक्चुअली राधा हर नेम कम्स बिफोर बिकॉज शी इज द पर्फेक्शन ऑफ आराधना आराधना मीन्स वर्शिप एंड राधा इज द पर्सोनिफिकेशन ऑफ सच वर्शिप ऑफ कृष्ण so radha and aradhana so anayaradhito nunam bhagavan haririshvara so certainly this particular gopi has perfectly worshiped the all powerful personality of godhead govinda since he was so pleased with her that he abandoned the rest of us and brought her to a secluded place so this 
whole part of the rasalila rasalila where krishna went away with one particular gopi abandoning all the others so although her name is never mentioned um, but she was the perfect worshipper of krishna and that is radha the perfection of aradhana so that in that way the radharani is mentioned but she is more explicitly mentioned by chaitanya mahaprabhu and his followers the six goswamis very very um, easily they mention the word radha then we have okay what what the question was subramanian yeah so are all rasas with which one associate with the lord have equal significance yes so it's not that hanuman is less of lesser of a devotee than um, the gopis because he is in dasaras no in his relationship he is perfect you see but just that the taste the level of intimacy the 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 varieties of expressions of love are more in the higher um in more intimate like especially madhuri ras the amount of the the variety of interactions are so much more the flavors of love are so much more master and servant there is that relationship and hanuman even if he even if he is offered the love of the gopis no he will still want to be a das ram doot hanuman he will never want to be like a gopi in fact he he saw in dwarka hanuman went to see krishna and rukmini and they dressed up themselves as sita and ram but when he saw them he did not find the same mood because krishna is his his mood is different you know so although he is krishna ram so no difference but still he wanted to see sita and ram you know in their own setting so there is a mood of hanuman so it's not that he is lesser of a devotee than he is also as surrendered as the gopis but just that the gopis um that's why it is we are so incapable to speak about this um uh, this rasas um but there is still although the all the rasas are devotional service at the same time there is learned learned devotees they have actually uh, mentioned these demarcations or or differences in uh elevated um, what is that surrender and intimacy of love the intimacy increases in one you know there is no intimacy between um what is that hanuman and ram in the sense that it's always like a master and servant there's no joking there's no hanuman doesn't do jokes with ram in fact in the sundarakanda it is said that when he saw mother sita in lanka and when he came back the first thing that he told ram he was so careful not just to not joke but to make sure that ram will not be pained even a little bit because so when he came back to to the you know indian shore then he he said you know what he said he did not say um sita is found or i found sita he did not say like this because he thought if i say sita is found mother sita is found before i can say even found mother sita and before that he may even fall down he may faint because 
in the expectation of what is coming in that in that mood of ecstasy he may fall and faint and if you say i found sita or if i say i and then before i say found if he collapses in in that eager expectation and you know that intensity of absorption therefore what he said was found sita found was the first word he, he said so that much he is careful on not causing any um, inconvenience to lord ram of course all devotees also will want to do that but in in friendship there is sometimes joking they sometimes making fun of him you know like the cowherd boys they used to jump on him whereas hanuman held ram and lakshman on his shoulders but he would never jump on their shoulders <laughs> but the cowherd boys can you know and um, the mother yashoda she could even tie up can you imagine hanuman tying up lord ram and lakshman no so the intimacy increases so and uh, the gopis they have intimate conjugal relations with the lord so the intimacy increases in that way they are graded as different as madhuras therefore is the highest all flavors of love are there in madhuras madhuras also has flavors of dasya sakya vatsalya also but at the same time madhura the extra just like the example is given like the elements what is that in ether there is only sound in air there is sound and touch in fire there is sound touch and form in water there is sound touch form and taste in earth there is sound touch form taste and smell so this example is given by the acharyas there must be a verse for that but i read in the english so i remember the english only so in this way with each um, like earth has all the five things it has sound it has touch it has form it has taste and it has smell so like that in conjugal there all these flavors are there of dasya sakya vatsalya and madhurya and even shanta so appreciation servitude fraternity um parental or uh, what is that yeah parental love in the parental love what is the feature you want to like nanda maharaj and mother yashoda they want to protect krishna from all the demons like kaliya or trinavarta or putana like that they want to protect krishna protective attitude so the in conjugal this is also there this protective attitude or sometimes joking with krishna which is found in sakyaras or sometimes just serving like gopis they just serve krishna like you know as if in dasyaras all these things and or sometimes just appreciating krishna see how beautiful he is you know and then sometimes you know uh, krishna's close friend subala will put his hand on krishna's shoulder in front of all the elders you know family elders um but so radharani when she sees subala like that wow how fortunate subala is he can freely put his hand on krishna's shoulder whereas i can't put because if i put there everybody will <laughs> censure me you know i have to do it hiding and you know playing hide and seek but subala is so fortunate that he can do it free so she is appreciating so that is like shantaras right appreciative so all that is there in uh, what is that madhuryaras so that's why the, because of the existence of all different flavors next question by bhakti and puja what happened with radha and gopis when krishna left vrindavan they were there they were there thinking of him in separation <clears throat> they were there all the time because actually krishna never left vrindavan 
वृंदावनम परित्यज्य पादमेकम न गच्छति सो कृष्णा एक्चुअली नेवर रियली लेफ्ट वृंदावन बिकॉज़ ही वाज ऑलवेज इन द हार्ट्स ऑफ द गोपीज एंड द रेजिडेंट्स ऑफ वृंदावन ही नेवर रियली लेफ्ट व्हेन ही लेफ्ट वासुदेव कृष्णा वेंट टू मथुरा एंड ऑल द वृंदावन कृष्णा इज ऑलवेज देयर ऑफकोर्स कृष्णा लेफ्ट व्हाट आई एम सेइंग इज बाय मेडिटेटिंग ऑन कृष्णा द गोपीज आर ऑलवेज विद कृष्णा देयर इज नो डिफरेंस बिटवीन एसोसिएटिंग विद कृष्णा and seeing krishna or thinking about him or chanting his name there is no difference that is the absolute nature of krishna so by thinking of him they are with him whereas in this material world when you think of somebody you are not with that person you miss that person but in the spiritual um with krishna krishna is everywhere even though he goes to mathura he is still in vrindavan like now goloka eva nivasati akhilatma bhuta he is there in goloka vrindavan at the same time he is also there in everybody's heart He never really leaves. Anejadekam manaso javiyo. Tan tadejati dan naijati. Tad dure tad vanti ke. Tadantarasya sarvasya tadu sarvasya sebahyata. These verses are there in Nishopanishad, which say that he walks and he does not walk. He runs faster than anyone, but he does not move. So when he went to Mathura, he was still there in Vrindavan at the same time, and especially by the remembrance. of the gopis and the residents of vrindavan he was there that's the absolute nature of the lord that he doesn't go and so his remembrance of him his chanting of his holy name and associating directly with him is the same and radharani even said that when i see krishna in front of me i see only one krishna in one place i see krishna only in one place in front of me but when he is away from me i see the whole universe filled with only krishna 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 nothing else So in that way, that's why she says separation from him is better than meeting him, because by separating from him, I can see Krishna everywhere, whereas by seeing him, I see him only in one place. <laughs> These are uh, spiritual truths, you know. Separation. That's why Vipralambha Seva is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught us, and that's why the, that's how the gopis actually loved Krishna, the Vipralambha Seva, and that's why that is the highest. Next. Um, by bhaktin puja why always pray radha and krishna not rukmini and krishna although krishna spent his entire life with rukmini why krishna left radhika well this is a huge topic rukmini krishna also they, they worship there are temples of rukmini and krishna like if you go dwarka rukmini dwarka dish you know you can you can you know that is the deity there in dwarka and even in singapore we have a temple of krishna by south indian you know sri vaishnavam is rukmini krishna so there are uh, rukmini krishna are also worshiped radha krishna are worshiped in his entire life he was with rukmini yes as we know he also he was with rukmini he was also with radha by the separation as i told you that that method so the thing is radharani's love for krishna was even higher than rukmini's love you know rukmini being a wife of krishna she has the assurance that krishna is my husband so he 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 won't leave me but radha radharani did not have any such contract seemingly you know that's why she calls him a lumpat lumpat means a debauchee you know if you go see this aslishya va padaratam pinashtumam 
अदर्शनान् मर्महतां करोतु वा यथा तथा वा विदधातु लम्पटो मत्प्राणनाथस्तु स एवनापरः लेट कृष्णा टाइटली एम्ब्रेस दिस मेड सर्वेंट हु हैज फॉलन एट हिज लोटस फीट और लेट हिम ट्रैम्पल मी और ब्रेक माय हार्ट बाय नेवर बीइंग विजिबल टू मी ही इज अ डिबॉची आफ्टर ऑल एंड ही कैन डू व्हाट एवर ही लाइक्स बट but he is still no one other than the worshipable lord of my heart that means he can leave me and enjoy with another woman but still i will never leave him he may enjoy with thousands and millions of other women i will still love him he will become nothing less in my heart than the absolute lord of my life so usually when a man goes with another woman then this woman starts hating the man so in radharani's case no in one incident in dwaraka Krishna just joked with Rukmini. He said, uh, "Rukmini, you are indeed a very foolish woman. You have accepted a husband. You know, you know my devotees. I take away. I mean, all they become poor beggars. <laughs> We have seen that, right? Yes, sir. Ham anugraham nami. What is that? You know, go back there. What? What he said?" he said my my devotees are all you see usually they, they lose all wealth whenever before they become my devotee oh they are full wealthy and everything when they become my devotee they become poor you see if i especially favor someone i gradually deprive him of his wealth then the relatives and friends of such a poverty stricken man abandon him in this way he suffers one distress after another all my devotees become beggars and this is my reputation all over the world and why did you accept me you know I am not a worthy husband. You are a goddess of fortune. You are Lakshmi herself, Rukmini. So you don't deserve a husband so low as me. You should have somebody better. I think you should leave me and take somebody else as husband. So when he said like this, Rukmini, you know, she fainted. She fainted. She could not think of the thought that Krishna would leave me. Never. But Radharani. has to live with that thought only she loves him and at the same time she knows that he can do whatever he likes he can leave me he can come before me he can reject me he can do anything he likes lumpat he can enjoy with other women and completely forget me but still my love for him will not go away whereas when separation the mention of separation happened rukmini fainted she could not even uh, take it but radharani lives with that all her life and still loves him therefore radharani's love for krishna is unmatched mm. but krishna although he seemingly left radharani he nev- never actually did as we have already explained so next question by bhakta virendra lord chaitanya only spoke the eight verses of shikshashtaka in his life sri vishnu prabhupad mentions this in the shrimad bhagavatam forward yes yes <coughs> um we will we will study all that you know puja next question by bhaktin puja does krishna come every day in nidhivan for raslila no one allowed to stay there after 6 pm yes that is also there in vrindavan nidhivan you know there's you cannot go even the monkeys don't go there they also know so krishna has his leela there every day these are some of the wonders of vrindavan next um question by bhakta virendra following brahmacharya is difficult since brahmachari directly goes to vanaprastha stage by missing the crucial grihastha stage <laughs> brahmachari should be pure free from sexual desire yeah 
I think we have gone through this, right? Hmm. Uh, so, Grahastha stage is not a crucial stage. It is a very dangerous stage, actually. But mostly, it is not dangerous as long as we keep in association with devotees. Then it's okay. Uh, then, of course, we must also develop the, you know, spirit of renunciation, even in Grahastha stage. So, yeah, Brahmacharya should be pure and free from sexual desire. I mean, I'm just quote one verse from Bhagavad Gita purport is from the Yagyamalkya Smriti that Prabhupada quoted here 6th chapter 13th and 14th verses see here Yagyamalkya said karma namana savacha sarva vasthasu sarvada sarvatramaitu natyago brahmacharyam prachakshate the vow of brahmacharya is meant to help one abstain completely abstain from sex indulgence in work words and mind at all times under all circumstances and in all places. This is Brahmacharya. But, um, you know, we we should go through and if you cannot be a Brahmacharya whole life, then accept Grahastha and then Manaprastha Sanyas. Next question by uh, Krishna Smaranam Prabhu. Material accomplishments can become an impediment in spiritual progress. So, even though you might be more materially educated than Sundar Gopal Prabhu, why don't he give the class sometimes instead of you alone? I am not materially more educated than him. In fact, if you see our um, material qualifications, they are both diploma, diploma. So, but he is actually far more educated, of course. So you are saying, why don't he give the class sometimes instead of you alone? He does. He does on Saturdays and Sundays mornings. He does in the temple here. Um, well, he, he asked me to do it. And so I am doing it. So he is uh, interacting with devotees in different ways. He also gives classes to Russian devotees, sometimes to Hungarian devotees. You know, in this way he is engaged in you know preaching activities in different various different ways. And even here also he is talking to devotees. You know, when they come to the temple, or even our you know in in indwelling devotees in the temple. Yeah, I mean, of course, if you if you like his lectures more, you can always watch his lectures and not mine. And um, yeah, actually, he's in fact whatever I have, whatever little I have learned, I also learned from him only. So yeah, if you don't like me giving lectures, fine, you know. But uh, I've I will still continue this service because um, this is lockdown period, and I will still continue. Um, so if you don't like, you can always opt out of it. I'm not locking anybody in this live stream. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> if you want to attend his lectures, you can. Yeah. Krishna Smaranam Prabhu, next question. Why would someone speak like a Pandit but does not act like one? I don't know if you're referring it to me. Well, I'm never a Pandit. But, you know, <clears throat> I'm just trying to learn whatever... I have learnt, I am just sharing this with you so that, you know, everyone can, you know, when we, we are sharing Prabhupada's words, that's why I keep the screen here because I myself, I'm not, I, I don't have any much knowledge, so I keep the screen here, therefore, and yeah, so, so why would someone speak like a Pandit but not act like one? Actually, there is a nice verse in the Chaitanya Charitamrita which says, 
um, let me find um, they said that this is uh, referring to Haridas Thakur I think it was Advaita Acharya yes it was Advaita Acharya who invited Haridas Thakur for Shraddha ceremony of his father and there Advaita Acharya says to Haridas Thakur there are many um, who practice the principles of devotional life but may not be able to preach and some may preach but not practice but Haridas Thakur you preach and practice perfectly so <laughs> that is his level and pure devotee so we will speak and then we will have to also learn I'm, I'm, a, I'm an absolute beginner I'm complete Kanishtha so please don't expect don't have high expectations of me I, I am not very advanced actually so I'm just trying to learn along the way so that's what we are trying to do. <clears throat> Next question, Krishna Smaranam Prabhu. Is it, it is mentioned that advancement in material education can become an impediment in spiritual progress. Why is this? Yes, because, shall we take, shall we take the song of Bhaktivinoda Thakur? You want to see the whole thing? Let's see what it makes out makes out of us. Uh, but actually, this song doesn't look well on the iPad. Okay, let me try. Maybe I can show it on the desktop. Okay, desktop actually looks easier. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do on the desktop, okay? Jadavidya Jatam Mayar Vaibhav Tumar Bhajana Badha. Vidyara Vilase Katainu Kala. See, this verse is a very nice song, beautiful song. I'll just take it out, just taking it out ready for you. We'll just read through the translation, all right? So not the whole song. Okay. We actually went through this once, but in now it's already very late. So here we go. I hope you can see the screen. Yeah. You see, with great enthusiasm, I spent my time in the pleasures of mundane learning and never worshipped your lotus feet, O Lord. Now you are my only shelter. Reading on and on, my hopes grew and grew, for I considered the acquisition of material knowledge to be life's true goal. How fruitless those hopes turned out to be, for all my knowledge proved feeble. Now I know that all such erudition is actually pure ignorance. All the so-called knowledge of this world is born of the flickering potency of your illusory energy, Maya. It is an impediment to the execution of devotional service to you. Indulgence in mundane knowledge verily makes an ass out of the eternal soul by encouraging his infatuation with this temporary world. Here is one person who has been turned into such an ass for who for so long has carried on his back the useless burden of material existence. Now in my old age, for want of the power to enjoy, I find that nothing at all pleases me. Life has become agony now, for my so-called erudite knowledge has proven itself to be worthless ignorance. Material knowledge has now become a pointed shaft and has pierced my heart with the intolerable burning pain of ignorance. O Lord, there is no treasure worth seeking in this world other than your lotus feet. Bhaktivinoda abandons all his mundane knowledge and makes, his, makes your lotus feet 
the sum and substance of his life so that's the beautiful song there and um, <clears throat> the thing is that in the material education for example practically let us let us see what happens in material education when one goes to school and, and in the college we're associating with people there we're not just learning what is shown on the blackboard or, or the or the or the board you know in the classroom we're associating with the teacher with the students with everybody and we're learning something which is not really krishna conscious so why why should we waste our time especially when we know yes you know countries have certain stipulated um requirements at least this much one must like in singapore everyone must at least do the primary school that is compulsory for everyone so like that there are some stipulations in different countries different rules so that much yeah we have to go through because of the country's regulations but then after that one must focus more on krishna conscious study and if there such regulations are not there and then whole life one can focus on krishna conscious study so that will be best because those are the formative years in one's life and if we actually can learn krishna consciousness right there kaumara acharit pragnya then dharman bhagava bhagavataniha so bhagavad dharma krishna consciousness must be understood uh from must be learned from the standard age of 5 years old why wait why wait so why we should waste our time in the so called mundane learning what what are you going to achieve so, so what if you got the certificate so what what does that mean doesn't mean anything it's useless in solving the problems of life you see and so therefore we, it is it's not worth it how is it worth bhaktivinod thakur is nicely singing that song we have read so that is it's, it's complete and it's atheistic moreover whatever is there's no connection with god there so why why we should waste so many hours of our day and preparing for those exams and everything what for one rather you know engage blissfully in krishna service and you know preach krishna consciousness and practically learn everything and if if, if at all we need something need to learn something material it can be you know we can learn it on the internet nowadays it's easily available any skill you know if you want you can you can learn that over the internet so other things you can just be you know devotee and preach preachers are needed there are enough lawyers engineers and doctors they are unemployed you know so many are qualified as doctors and engineers and lawyers and this and that they are unemployed excess of them why we should also become one of them we should rather become preacher preacher there is you know so much need of a preacher therefore this we have to cultivate this is more important all right next mm and another another feature of advancement in material education becoming an impediment in spiritual progress is you can see those so called highly educated people like scientists doctors or you know some kind of a financial heroes whatever they are they <coughs> become atheistic become atheistic uh, they don't become devotees so much time is wasted and uh, they become convinced in that viewpoints so this is all an impediment um next question by bhakta virendra what is the result of those who practice krishna consciousness in this life what is the result if they do 100% they go back to krishna loka otherwise they will take next birth they take it as a human form and continue from where they left off next if they don't get to eternally serve supreme lord then which birth they get to continue the krishna consciousness well already explained human life but sometimes they may fall into animal life like bharat maharaj but quickly they will come out of it hmm 
But if one commits grave offenses, especially the spiritual master and such, then it's you know there's a lot to go before one can come back to you know proper devotional service. Um, yeah. So Ajanya Mataji is asking in reference to Krishna Smaranam Prabhu's question, you know, like material education, why does it become an impediment? And she's adding to that question: Will it increase dominance of false ego? Precisely so. One becomes very egoistic and thinks that he is as good as God now. You know. Next question by Tapasya Prabhu. Dandavat um, Pranam. How can we understand that devotee go back to Godhead? We don't know. Hmm? We can't say. We can't speculate. Krishna knows. We can only hope for that. Of course, there are sometimes some, some symptoms. Um, like liberated souls, you know, they don't have rigor mortis when they die. Like Prabhupada, his body was not stiff, he was very flexible. That's one of the signs where he was not overtaken by the fear of death. So, yeah, I mean, but, you know, this can go into speculative. There are more symptoms, but mainly, we why? Why? Whether somebody has gone or not, we can just hope that they went. Otherwise, for a devotee, anyway, there's no inauspiciousness, he will always get a better birth. So. Of course, we should, in our own life, we should try our best to <clears throat> completely attain perfection in this life. Next question by Sanjay Sukhdev. Hari Narayan, what is Satsang? Which has been given great glory in the name of God. Satsang means, Sangha means association. Sat means of devotees. Devotees, the association of devotees is the Satsanga. Uh, mukta Duhsango. So, we have to uh, associate with devotees for perfection of life. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra Koi, Lavamatra Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhi Hoi. By association of devotees only, we can actually advance in devotional service. That is very, very important. Without association, Chariya Vaishnava Siva Nistar Pai Chekeba. So, Prabhupada said, I mean, Narutana Nastakura said that without serving a Vaishnava, one cannot go to Krishna. Krishna is served. Krishna says in the you know Adi Puran, you see. In the Srimad Bhagavatam also he said, Madbhakta Puja Bhyadhika. Madbhakta Puja Bhyadhika. That means serving my devotee is better than serving me. Then here he says, this is from the Adi Puran, quoted in the Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhulila 11.28. Yeme bhakta jana parthan, name bhaktas, chatejana, madbhaktanam, chaye bhaktas, teme bhakta tamamata. Lord Krishna told Arjuna, Those who are my direct devotees are actually not my devotees, but those who are the devotees of my servant are factually my devotees. See? So this is why satsang is very important. And that satsang should be with authorized devotees. Nowadays, this word satsang is used by every group, like some, I don't want to name them, but not purely following Krishna consciousness in the authorized parampara. Everybody uses this word satsanga very easily, very cheaply. But all that is not satsanga. Satsanga means the devotees who are coming in the authorized disciplic succession and the authorized spiritual master and his sincere disciples, they they constitute satsanga. Next question by Bhakti Najanya. In which stage devotion can realize which rasa the devotee have to Krishna? Good question. So, um, when one comes to the platform of bhava uh, <clears throat> that's when 
he will know that he is which relation he has with krishna especially prema actually love of godhead and that love of godhead will fructify in that particular mood next question by bhakta virendra why there is no mention of radharani in the shrimad bhagavat puran why are you asking this question again i thought we already answered this right huh you already answered this question right why again you are asking same question huh okay next question by raviranjan when we came in existence in this material world first time at what basis we will have mind intelligence and devotion without having any past karma effect well it is said prabhupad said that when we first entered this material world from the spiritual world when we first fell down we start as brahma the chief living entity in the universe so we start as brahma and then we slowly degrade ourselves degrade ourselves all the way when we, until we become the worm in the stool uh, like that so that's the end of the question and answer session thank you very much for your kind patience wow still 27 people are here really appreciate your patience thank you very much hare krishna shri chaitanya charitamrita ki jai shri chaitanya mahaprabhu ki jai rupa goswami ki jai shad goswami ki jai shila prabhu pad ki jai anand koti vaishnav vrind ki jai nitai gaur premanande hari hari bol hare krishna